you do the intro. Because okay. you know what it is. <clears throat> Cheese is a kind of meat. A tasty yellow beef. Hello, everybody. I'm going to let Max carry on from there. <laughs> I wanted you to do it all, to be honest. <laughs> Welcome to episode 103 of the Sunday Movie Marathon. All things normal results. I'm Max, as we have aforementioned. I'm Cheese. I'm Beef. Coming off of a cracker of um a week. And um, back. Better than ever. Ain't that right? Yeah. Woo! We were talking about Mighty Boosh and all those crackers back in the day when we were little kiddies watching things that made no sense. Yes. It still makes no sense. Yeah. So it's not even just being weird. It's really fucking I mean, weird. I wasn't watching Mighty Boosh as a kid. I feel like if I was, then my parents probably weren't doing something right. Uh, yeah, I think I first watched it... Uh... Just before my teenage years, so like in your preteen times. But that's because my cousins were older than me, so I kind of... I don't know, they were just watching it and they were like, oh, Darcy, you need to watch this thing. Chris's parents were showing him every instance of blackface in media and going, <laughs> this is how it's done. This is how it's fucking done. And then they skipped the Mighty Boosh for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, Chris. You was a moon. The moon? Who's got their phone on? It's you, Own up it? to it. Oh, was it me? That's me. It was Chris. Um, I knew it was you, you little... It's because he's, like. he's addicted. Just eBay telling me I lost something. <laughs> you need to stop bidding on eBay. <laughs> it's become a problem. Yeah. Yeah. How are we this week? All good? All hip and happening? Yeah. We're all doing well? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. We missed an yeah. episode. No, we didn't. No, we, did, no, we, did, no, we, we did no, the we episode. And we then did it. God Everyone took it away from us. Martin Scorsese himself came here and didn't Scorsese let us have it. Scorsese came in and slapped the fucking hard drive out of Chris's hand and said, This will no. never see the light of day. Yeah. And then he bounced. But we did record it. Yeah, it's, like, it is, it's out there. It's somewhere. Yeah. Chris is making out like we just we just ditched a week and was like, Do you know what? We watched these films. Yeah. We, we didn't watched ditch these it. Films, like, we didn't guys. ditch a week. I lived every <laughs> second of all that wasted time. Yeah. It was quite sad, I must admit. But hey, at least we'll always know. That is true. We'll always know how good that episode was. Our fallen brothers on episode <laughs> so 102. Old, Scorsese, who stole it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I wanted to mention a little thing before we get started, and I don't know if it's like not allowed or whatever, but fuck it, it's my podcast, do what I want. Um, what? It's our podcast, we do what we want. You guys heard about like the number six cinema near us, it's like doing a fundraiser. Oh, uh, yeah. I briefly saw a post that you reposted, but I didn't read it, so go on. They're doing a fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, no, okay, yeah, yeah. They got to raise like five grand within a month. I think. Okay. Because they're like trying to keep movies under a fiver, like a ticket for January. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I do want to see them succeed, you know. So if you're in the Portsmouth area, it's not sponsored or anything, but mm. I think you should like donate to it because it's a really great cinema. I mean, yeah. One I go to a lot and one we go to a lot. Um, probably our, our best one down here in the south of England. So um, yeah, the definitely. fuck off screen. Yeah. Biggest ah. screen in the south of England. Yeah. You got to keep stuff like that going. And you got to preserve that. Yeah, it's an independent cinema, so you got you got to do it, you know. Yeah, I find more and more nowadays I'll go, like, if a film's on, the like, mm. view and number six, I'll go number six instead. I mean, I have only been there once, but it's really nice. You've yeah. been there once? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. They show Jesus. a lot of older movies every once in a while. I saw Blue Velvet there, which was yeah. really great. I don't know why I haven't been there more. I just, uh, Sometimes just it's at awkward times, but that's... Mm. In little independent cinema, you know? yeah, it's the nature of it. Can do like one showing a day, and they only like do the three screenings a week. Yeah, yeah but so that's probably part of the problem. To be fair, but I mean, other, is, yeah. other people must know that it's 
it's cool there. Yeah, they need to raise this money mm. so that they can get like funding from some sort of source. And uh. if they don't make it, then they're fucked, basically. What, are they going to... Oh, was it the case of they're going to shut down or they just make things nah, more expensive? they're just struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, after COVID, they didn't like really recover all that well. They had, like, yeah. tears to their... um. Sort of Patreon thing they've got crowdfunder they've got going oh, on. Okay. I showed you guys it um the other week, I think, and like one of them was like, Donate like the two hundred or whatever pounds and you can you and ten of your closest friends can see a movie here. Just just you guys pick a movie and we'll show it. Oh, I thought that was, was like, like two grand or something. No, no. It was a few hundred. I was like, damn. Yeah. I wish I had ten friends. <laughs> Could you imagine donating all that money and then like <laughs> Just you, you show uh, up. Yeah, yeah. Oh actually I want the whole screen to myself. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Show me Wallace and Gromit all those shorts in a row. <laughs> I mean I, I mean to be honest uh, they are the, some great uh, shorts. Yeah. If you just if you like paid all that money you were like show me the wrong trousers and just that and then you left. I mean the wrong trousers is like the best movie ever. Yeah, cracker, cracker, cracker of a fucking yeah. movie. True, and it made me you scared just went of penguins. And you like went, <laughs> it's like three hundred pound. Show me cat in the hat. Could you? I would have been <laughs> mortified. In the south, Show me paranormal ascendancy, <laughs> I mean, please. Yeah, you just give them like the DVD for paranormal ascendancy. Be like, just show this. Could you imagine on the... the biggest screen possible? <laughs> like the poor person has to project that, or whatever. It's like, what the fuck yeah. is this? You'd be like, I don't have ten friends, so the staff can come and watch it. Oh my god, I'm actually going to let all of you have a break and watch Paranormal Sentency. Well, I say, I say, if I had ten friends, I would absolutely have done it and just like split the cost over like eleven people, you know? That that, would that be doesn't that. equate to all that much in the long run. I think it was no, like twenty-seven pound a person. Yeah, it's it's not a lot, but yeah, you'd have to pick your movie but wisely. You'd, yeah, you'd also that would have be to like, yeah, you, you would have to pick something that everybody agreed on. Yeah, and just why you go for you know. I guess that's why it's quite difficult to um, do that kind of thing. What's a movie that everyone agrees on? Heat. Heat? You have to pick Heat. Yeah. Everyone never, loves Heat. never even seen Heat. Don't even look everyone at it. Everyone loves Heat. You have to pick Heat. Yeah. It's, it's the only one. It's the only one you, I'm thinking of. Okay. It's the only one I can think of. The only one you could possibly go for, I think. So, yeah. Do that. If <laughs> you're just want. looking through my film trying to find yeah, another Yeah, I'm option. thinking, like, what's, um, like, the worst movie you could possibly show? The worst <laughs> movie? Prince and the Surfer, you know, put that on. Oh, that's, to be um, honest, though, that would be, be the sick. best. <laughs> I'm, I'm be not even pretending that's not. The worst movie. There's, like, so many movies but, that you yeah. could pick for that, though, I think. They have, like, their tears. I donated a tenner. Um, like, I get, like, a little patch, number six patch. Oh, that's no. cute. I'll put that on my patch work uh, denim jacket. When I get there, that'll be nice. Do that, support your local scene. To be fair, it, it, I guess it is relevant support though, great isn't it? cinema, independent cinema stuff that's we going on. Mm. movie podcast trying to save movie venue. That's true. M- we I are. going to say movie venom. Ven- oh my god, venom. That's, that's what venom. I would pick. Yeah, we're venom 3 is coming. So it's out there. It's going to hit screens soon. We should try and buy the exclusive rights so number six only has the right to play Venom 3 so then everyone has to go and watch Venom. Imagine that. Like, at number six. <laughs> Somebody like donated the five grand and they were like, you have to show Venom all day, every day. But they're the only cinema in Portsmouth that um, have the rights to it. Yeah. They would get so much more money back from that, I think. I was like, oh my God, do you hear? They're doing an all <laughs> month long Venom marathon and it's only the movie Venom. That'd be awful. It's only movies where Venom shows up in oh Spider-Man 3. Venom. Venom Let There Be Carnage and one post credit scene in a, one of those Marvel movies. I forgot what it was. Spider-Man. Yeah, oh, No man. Way Home. 
Yeah. Mate, I, I, I would totally be like, give me all the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. I would watch a whole trilogy. Yeah. At number six. If we could do the marathons there, that'd be nice. It would be good. We just rent it. If they can yeah, hear yeah. us right now, how much would it just cost let to us rent, rent out? out? We've got, you know, maybe even seventy pound between all three of us. That is that is true. We have at least at least seventy. <laughs> at least. <laughs> we'll bring our own DVDs. We just want to rent out the space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do that. We'll we'll be there. Um, yeah, Chris and I saw a movie the other the other day. Mm. Um, we went to the cinema and the like. It's Christmas, and you know it's Christmas now. Is they're playing a bunch of Christmas advertisements in the cinema? Oh, I thought um, you were going to say something about Gun Wharf having lights up or something. Do they have well, lights yeah, up? Yeah, they do have that. Yeah, as well. <laughs> I haven't then, been up there yet. Yeah, Christmas advertisements. They're out there now. Yeah, they're on the screens, the Oof. big screens. It's pretty disgusting. <laughs> it <laughs> it's not even it. December. When it this episode horrible. comes out, it'll be December, but as yeah. of recording it, it's not December. Merry Christmas. I don't like it. I don't like fucking... I, I actually like... So the Asda ad came on, <laughs> and fucking go. they had comped in Will Ferrell as Buddy the Elf from the movie Elf, and it's just like, he was just there in the Asda advert, <laughs> doing his lines from Elf. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is going on? I saw, I saw a clip of that come up again. Not of not of that. Well, I did see the advert come up on Facebook again. But no, once again, that clip came up of Will Ferrell in a radio interview and someone going, uh, "Did you know the uh, the big chain store Asda? They've been using uh, Buddy the Elf in their adverts." And he was like, "Oh, the ASDA." And everyone was like, <laughs> "Will Ferrell is so funny." And I was like, "Oh, this is cringe." Like the whole thing is That's just a bit the kind cringe. Of thing to where, me. Like, I just feel like people look at that and they go. It's, yeah, it's a lot of people's favorite Christmas Will film. Ferrell. Yeah, people love Elf. Yeah, it's like no, but like I feel like they watch oh, what, the Asda advert and they go, "This fuck, it's, it's Buddy Elf in Asda. He's yeah, there." And everyone goes, "Woo!" It made me want to kill myself. Yeah, I hated it. Oh, what were people in the cinema like? Proper excited when they there saw was it? People, oh. people laughing, yeah, chuckling oh, away. Okay, I love it. They love this shit. Like everybody looks forward to the fucking John Lewis ad every year. I do. I'm not gonna lie. Do you know why though? Because it's the Dibby. I always look forward to seeing what Dibby they've got that year. That's what they want, Darcy. I I never buy the Dibby. I just want to know what the Dibby is. They want you to feel. Okay. Like, oh, what's the fucking John Lewis advert Dibby this year? Why is it? I can't know. And everyone's like, Whoa! Oh, it's John Lewis adverts always make me cry. I'm like. Suck it up. Be a fucking adult. Who cries at the John Lewis advert? Why are you crying at fucking advertisements, you, you dummy? No, I've never. I've never cried at a John Lewis advert. fucking idiot. That's pretty lame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're out there and you have cried at one of those, but it's a fucking yeah, advert. Yeah, get a grip. It's, it's still, it's still a capitalist marketing at the end of the day. Please don't cry at these adverts. It doesn't make sense. But it makes so much sense that bloody Buddy the Elf is in a fucking Hanster advert. Right? Oh, I actually thought it was real, though. Well, let me it's tell like, you what. It's, that's like the fucking pinnacle of corporate cinema. <laughs> I was like, it's just, I saw it on my phone, right? And obviously, like, you know, I don't know. There's something about uh, your phone screen not being able to quite match up to the to the levels of, you know, bigger screens. And I was like, what the fuck? How much yeah. did they spend on getting it's Will done, Ferrell it, it, in this It's advert? different when you're watching it on a cinema screen because it felt like Will Ferrell was kicking me in the face. <laughs> I also heard it's because you can tell the quality difference in between where they've imposed oh, yeah. him. Oh, God, but yeah. I couldn't see it on my phone because it's just this big. It so. probably doesn't help that I'm pretty sure that was a film shot on film, whereas this advert yeah. is digital, so you can tell. It's like Ooh. a clear. Oh, was it really grind, like proper oh, gritty I, I, looking? I don't, I don't like... really care about like the quality of it. Yeah, it's like, just like, that it was there at all. The rest isn't. 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, just, I, I kind of understand why they've done it because you know people love the movie, yeah. but like, oh my god, no, maybe I'll see Will Ferrell last. <laughs> oh please, surely nah, nah, people not. Are thinking that. Surely <laughs> not. No, but it is like, oh, you like Elf, right? You like the movie Elf with Will Ferrell doing funny things and he sings and he he screams loudly. You like that, right? He, now he's in the Asda advert. We like Buddy the Elf too. Come and shop at Asda. Fuck off. I hate that, especially like. One thing that really, yeah, really grates on me is um, I don't even hate the movie Elf. Don't get me wrong; no, like, it's, it's not good, right? But the thing I, I hate, hate that movie. The thing I hate, I hate the most about it is just the. Um, but then this is what Will Ferrell does in all of his films: just the unnecessary screaming that goes mm-hmm. on in in the movies. Like you know that bit everyone was was like Santa, and I'm like, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's the horrible screams of a man it. child. So they know when to laugh. Oh, he's just screaming. He's just screamed. It's <laughs> funny because he. <laughs> Thanks, Will. So the the uh, when you were in the cinema the other day, were there children in there at least, or like um, yeah, young... there were actually a couple of children sat behind. So like us. yeah, so like is it is it is it okay because it's funny for them? Like were adults they laughing the ones at laughing, this? It was adults. Oh for fuck's sake! It's so out of touch in it. Like kids you're... don't know Elf. I think they probably do. They're probably showing it by their parents. Yeah, maybe. No, please. Oh or no, like I was going to say please don't school. do that. We know Elf because that was our like type. Yeah, we were kids when it came out. I don't remember when Elf even came out. Two thousand three, I think. <sighs> don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just. To be fair, I was one of those people in school that like wasn't really into it, and everyone I knew loved it. Like, it's their favorite Christmas film, and I was like, "Why?" There's when so it, many better when ones. When it came out, I think I saw it in the cinema, had it on DVD. I loved it, and then like I watched it every year, watched it at school, and there just like was this sudden point where I was like, "Actually, I hate this film." Just like suddenly one day I watched it, <laughs> no, and I was like, what, I can't what happened stand is this. one day you just grew up, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you went, yeah. "Fuck, this is actually terrible." But like, I still <laughs> liked Will Ferrell. I don't even hate Will Ferrell. I think he's good in some things. No, neither do I. Like Blades of Glory is one of the best fucking movies I, ever I made. I love Anchorman. That's one of my favourite comedies. Anchorman is also really fucking funny, but I don't think he's the reason why it's funny. I think, I think everyone else funny, makes it, it funny. I don't, I don't know. I've not seen these movies because I don't like him. Yeah, you definitely hate them, I think, man. Anchorman, yeah. maybe not. Because it does have like a big cast of other funny fair, people. I, I d- I just love Blades of Glory. Every time it's on the TV, my, me and my mum like clear the schedule. We're like, we're sitting down and we're mm. fucking watching Blades of Glory. <laughs> like we watch it like every year at this point. These are movies I watched like back when I was a kid though. Now I don't care enough to watch them again. Everyone's like, this is the pinnacle of cinema. You have to watch it. Will Smith, he's, no, um, Will Smith, Will Ferrell, he's on the, the ice. Oh, okay. Or, he was on what the ice. What sort of platform is Will Ferrell on this time? This time he's on a sleigh. This time he's on the ice. This time he's on like a desk. Oh, great. <laughs> that, yeah, okay. that's fair enough, to be fair. I'm the, just, yeah. I mean, of course, they played other fucking Christmas adverts. Every time they showed a Christmas advert, I was like, oh, oh what other ones are there? Yeah, I was like taking like hit point damage every time they show one. It was just cringe. I hate it. You got I little, hate it. Little Bear. Oh, oh yeah, disgusting. the Little Bear. I've seen that advert like. 30 times yes, I they've have been showing that well, since yeah. like October mm. it's oh, so I, lame I didn't mind the, the little bear he's quite cute because he doesn't say anything or do anything like, I get it you have to advertise you have to advertise you do but it's, it, like, I don't have to pretend to like it like we all know oh, what yeah, you're doing yeah, like, yeah. Just, just stop trying to fucking pluck at my heartstrings you're little get the fuck out of it like, just, you're an essential store to most people like, of course they're going to shop there you don't have to make some fucking cutesy fucking Christmas advert Convince us all to go. Yeah, like, like great. Oh, like, really? oh look, we're we're a human too. No, you're not. Yeah, like Gay. you see uh, McDonald's do it every year, and you're like, 
you do realise that people are going to go to you whether you advertise ever again or not because people know you're there. They don't forget you. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, the thing with McDonald's <laughs> is like those are sort of advertisements. Mm. They're like they advertise to you and it gets like in your brain and you suddenly like start craving it. Even if it's not at that point where you're watching the advert, you'll start craving it yeah, later. Yeah, but there's hardly any time they do this around Christmas. There's hardly any food ever in it. They've mm-hmm. they've now tried to do the thing of oh, I wonder what story we can make to make it really like like cute. Like you know, um, was there was that advert? It's not Christmas related, but that you know the the son gets that bumped up car from his mum, and she, and then he's like. Uh, do you know what this car ain't so bad I'm going to have some chicken nuggets and he's like eating in his car and you hardly see yeah, the food it's literally just story. I don't think they need to show food because they no, just like I mean, they have that what... song that I'm loving it like the little jingle and that'll stick in your head <laughs> and you'll hear it and it was like a subconscious thing because you associate that with their food so you'll hear it and it they will like say, ring it into anymore. your brain yeah, they just no, have it's like just... the little jingle <laughs> but yeah I don't like it I don't I, I just I suppose I don't like people's reactions to it. They're like, that was awesome. Yeah. I love this advert. Like, why don't you see what you're... Like, can't you understand, like, what's happening to you? This, yeah, this, this is the one thing about, like... Don't you um, understand what they're trying to do with these adverts? Yeah, the, like, oh, this, I love that. This that was is great. why it's uh, clever marketing, because it's still marketing, but you're mm. at the point where people are, like, falling for it, if that makes sense. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. that was such a cute advert. And mm. you're like... That's yeah. what I wanted you it's to say, because then you're going to come down here. I don't even think it's that cynical. I'm just getting annoyed with it now. And oh, I'm no, so I'm... fucking pissed off with it every time. <laughs> I just like I notice it so much now, just like looking around the street. You're like, there's nowhere you can go that you just don't have an advert shoved down your throat. They've got fucking five second ads, two five second ads, or maybe even like you got to watch 40 seconds worth of ads before you can watch a YouTube video nowadays. It's like, who the fuck did that? Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It's so fucking annoying. We got like five second ads, it's just like links to our declining attention spans. They're like, these people are going to only pay attention. The TikTok generation can only pay attention for fucking five seconds at a time. We got to shove everything that we are in a brand down their throats in fucking five seconds flat. Otherwise, they're just not, they're just going to press skip. Yeah, the um, thing that annoys me about YouTube is when people <laughs> put multiple like mid roll videos. Mm. But I watched a video the other day, it was like 20 minutes long. Within the first five minutes i think there was like an ad break every minute or two so i ended up turning it off because it was like uh, two unskippable ads i hate coming up every couple minutes i hate to say it but i in my first year of uni i learned the very harsh truth about the fact that advertisements are everywhere no matter where you look like it's it's not even um the case that um see because i can pull an advert from anything at this point because that's what uni's basically shoved down my throat like i'm looking at stuff and there is we're brand endorsing everywhere. Not that you know, not that mm. people ever think it out. But I've I've just learned to embrace it because everything's an advertisement, no matter what you look at. We're getting further and further towards Blade Runner with every day. Yeah. I think I or, think so, you know, mate. Back I to think the future so. Too. Like <laughs> shit like that. And I think it's actually quite sad that we've gotten to the point where we just kind of like embrace it as this like daily commodity, but. At the same time, you can't fight yeah. it because it's just it it's horrible. a non-stoppable entity, really. Especially when you like phones every fucking on you twenty four seven. I just had to get a new phone. I don't want to get a new phone, but like, <laughs> didn't it pop my, up to you? Didn't it like, like my, scream yeah, at you? Basically, I've had my phone for four years, which is not <laughs> a huge amount of time, grand scale. But it like these, they're not made to last, aren't they? No. And then I get like a pop up on my phone saying your phone is slow. Like the apps are slow. Probably because your phone is old. Or, <laughs> am I, 
<laughs> yeah, because you made it do that. <laughs> now I had to get a new phone. That is it. true. They, they, well, I don't it know. It pisses me off. I don't know how like accurate or how frequent it is, but yeah, they don't. They do software updates every year mm. now, so you get to the point where each year your I phone held gets out a little as bit long yeah. as I possibly could with this phone. But then again, and it's since like 2018, you could probably have that one for another is, five years. You know, I hope so. But like, but they're even not, 2018, they're not built, it doesn't really built. seem that far away to me. No, nah. but I guess the problem, yeah, the problem I was having is that um, I had enough space on my phone. I didn't have that kind of problem, but it's a battery issue, I think. Like, the, the oh, batteries yeah. are built to I have to dead. carry around, like, two yeah. portable chargers with me at all times. Yeah, it's it, they're just not I built for that. I three of those things. It's insane. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's horrible. <laughs> it's, it's not And, you right. know, in three years, right. this next phone's going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to have to replace it again. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Probably two and a half, to be honest. That's why any time you get a contract where, like, you pay for the phone, only lasts like two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they know you, that the phone when it gets is to the end of those two years. You'll buy a new one. Yep. Yeah, I did. I held out for as long as it was like your two years is up. You can upgrade. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> to be fair, I I know I know a couple of people that would have done the same, but I think it's yeah, I think it's more on principle that it's like if it's not if it's not fucked, yeah. But then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be asked to carry three portable chargers with me at any point. So some people are just mm. more resilient than me. I would have just been like, oh, just give me a I new suppose. one. <laughs> um, oh, brought up that we went to the cinema. Did we want to talk about that for like a little bit? Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah the we've movie. been like chatting about adverts and <laughs> yeah. Christmas for like 15 minutes. Because it's the stupid capitalist regime. Okay, what movie did you, did you see, boys? Glass Onion. New Ryan Johnson flick sequel, sort of, in a kind of way to Knives Out. They call it Glass Onion, a Knives Out story or yeah. something. Um, Ryan a Knives Johnson. Out mystery or something? Well, um, Knives Out mystery, yeah. So, that with, one. With, with that being said, is that a movie you can watch without seeing yeah, Knives 100%. Out? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on then. Yeah, well, the only like thing that connects it is Daniel Craig's character. Yeah, you oh, don't even need different? to see that movie yeah. to understand what's going on, really. Like, cool. Oh, he's a detective. I think the whole trilogy is meant to be like that because they're doing another one. It's literally just going <laughs> to be three different Daniel Craig mysteries with a different ensemble cast. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm so okay. up for it. Okay. Yeah, same. These movies are great. I really enjoy them. I really like Knives Out. Um, so I was up for this. I'm glad that Ryan Johnson's doing this. Um, and he's sort of found like what he's... I kind of like all his movies, to be fair. All, I don't yeah. really think any of his movies are bad at all. Yeah, I I've love Looper. I think that's a great any movie. of his movies. Yeah. Much hate as The Last Jedi gets, I still really like it. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. You did The movie. Last Jedi? Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait. Trying that... to figure out which one that was. I was. Is that the one where... Where they go... Where Luke dies? <laughs> no, not Luke. Yeah, Luke dies at the end of it. Oh, I didn't mind that one. That one was okay. Everyone's like, that fucking sucked, bro. I thought yeah. everyone was just more upset about the fact that Luke just kind of died. Yeah, they I were. I thought that was what most of the anguish of that movie was about. Yeah, it's controversial. It may be like out of those three movies, Last Jedi is my favourite one, I think. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. It was the Um, best of the three, I think. That last one was absolutely atrocious. (laughs) Yeah, kind of agree. Anyway, we're not talking about that bullshit. Talking about some new bullshit that went on. Glass Onion, he's back, Craig and um, (laughs) Johnson. Uh, I I love Daniel Craig, man. I think he's amazing. Um, Apparently, I heard like he was actually like, who said it? It was like one of the actors said, I think it was Dave Batista who said, actually, you know, like, I worked with him, uh, I think it was Skyfall or one of those ones, mm-hmm. or it might have been Spectre, who was like, he just wasn't having fun at all as James Bond. 
but he's just like having the time of his life doing these Knives Out movies. Yeah. And I think that's, it really shows. He's a fantastic actor, I think. Yeah, I've never really rated him, but that's because I've only ever seen him in James Bond films. So yeah, maybe that's too. why. Mm-hmm. I think I've only seen him in James Bond and Knives Out, and I really, really like yeah. him in the Knives Out movies. He did seem movies, to be a lot more like... Uh, animated. It? Yeah, I, that's actually the word I was looking for in that movie. Yeah, I think that's probably the character as well. Yeah. James Bond is supposed to be quite like a... Stoic. Oh, suave and, yeah, yeah, stoic, like I, quite straight-faced yeah. guy. Maybe, I like maybe James that's, Bond. Yeah, I like Daniel Craig's James Bond. He is my favourite, one of those. Um, and I think <laughs> he, he, he did a very good job as the character. Um but it shows, and probably more, and I don't even know if it shows, honestly, that he was not having a good time. Maybe in, like, the weaker ones, but, yeah. like, No Time to Die, I think that's a stellar movie. Um, yeah. But you use so think. much energy from him in these Knives Out movies, and I think he's, he's got, like, his Texas accent sort of thing, and he's, he's really going for it. Um, mm. I really enjoyed, like, the first one, so I was like, yeah. what are they going to do with this one to kind of make it different, or, like, just change it up a bit um it is quite a bit different i think it kind of unfolds in a way that you're kind of familiar with though um for my own personal taste um just like oh just like setting up things and then he's got to figure it out it doesn't really like different i think i really enjoyed knives out because it kind of it throws you for a loop a, a lot of places whereas i don't think this was as concerned with throwing you for a loop and as it was just kind of telling a straight story i don't know because like i feel like the first like hour or so they're like telling the story kind of as it goes and then they're just like but wait a second there's more and it mm. goes back to the beginning and it okay, shows yeah, like, like another they're side setting up things to eventually be like and that was what why we did this and like it was connected to this yeah, I really enjoyed that. I yeah. thought that was quite an interesting way of telling the story. Yeah, it was. For sure. Um, and I like all these like new new people coming in. They're always like afraid. Like they're doing like something else. Like I really like those original characters and all the actors doing that. But um I didn't really know that many of the people in this movie though, to be fair. Whereas like in that first one I was like, Yeah, that's like all these people. You got Jamie Lee Curtis and Nana De Armas and uh you know, all those yeah, all those crazy people. Dave Batista, Kate Hudson, mm. Edward Norton, and some others. <coughs> Natasha Leone. Yeah, she's like in a two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, but she's pop. And so. um, Janelle Monae. Janelle Monae. Oh yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Not one of the main characters. These probably are very well-known actors and all that, but I just yeah. I didn't know they were. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. This is great. Um, you got the glass onion. This big fucking dome. Which I was intrigued as to how they were gonna. I was like, glass onion. What's that? It's just Edward Norton's like palace. It's just like it's well, shaped like a glass lives onion. Like a giant onion. Yeah, it's like the whole thing pretty much set on this like big island that he owns. Mm-hmm. I've got to look up this giant onion now. I'm very, I'm very like this huge dome on top of this massive mansion. All looks really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think one of the pitfalls was probably that they set it in COVID, or I don't think oh, they really? needed to. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? They were like, we're in COVID. <laughs> We're in lockdown, and Edward Norton is inviting us to his glass onion. We're going to go there, even though we're not supposed to. But like, it doesn't really matter that it was like COVID times, really. No, the first like fifteen minutes, I think, it's like so much of it's just like loads of jokes about COVID and like following restrictions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And throughout that bit, I was like, I, I don't think I like this movie mm-hmm. at all. I wasn't finding any of it really funny. Yeah, I found yeah. most of it cringy. I didn't really gel with the idea of them like tackling COVID. Like mm-hmm. after spending like two years kind of stuck in it, I don't like a film putting me back in it. Like a mm-hmm. film as escape is oh, not like, like a 
remind don't remind me how yeah, shit I did that life too. was. Do like you remember like how many COVID movies came out during COVID, yeah. even though mm-hmm. it was like still a prominent thing? They get like, rid of it like yeah. immediately. They're like yeah. take your mask off and they like spray them in the mouth and they're like you're all right. And yeah, then Ethan Hawke shows again. up and he shoots everyone in the mouth with this like weird spray. What the fuck was that about? Ethan Hawke shows up. He's like, so what was the point well, of oh, that? Oh, there's Ethan Hawke, and then he leaves. Yeah. That annoyed me. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> like, I want more of him. Yeah, I was excited when he showed up. Uh, I didn't know anyone in the cast, so it was kind mm. of like all a surprise to me. Yeah, everyone's doing very well. I think. Uh, I really like Dave Bautista as an actor. I think. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's quite underrated in terms of like. What you can do with a performance. Yeah, he's like the only good wrestler. He became an actor. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Wasn't he the one that was in like Blade Runner? Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> he was Guardians of the Galaxy. In that movie for like 10 minutes and he's fucking amazing. See, I remembered that. that that's, that's how good it was. Yeah. I actually remembered Stellar that. performance. Yeah. And he's Drax. And he's Drax. And Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? And wasn't he in that other shit movie that we don't bring up? The army movie? What? Was he in that movie? Yeah, maybe. Oh, Army of the Dead. <gasps> yeah, he was the main character of that one. <gasps> oh, nice. So I'm still trying to find this fucking onion. And I'm getting really upset because I can't find it. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, you've got to wait till it comes out on Netflix and watch it. No, I just want to see the, the onion. <laughs> don't I like seeing the this movie. in the cinema. Shut up, Darcy. I'm trying. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what was I saying? I like seeing it in the cinema. Yeah, I liked um, the fact that, so like in the UK, the big um, chains like View and Odeon years ago said that they would never show a Netflix movie because mm-hmm. they thought that Netflix was a danger to cinema. Mm-hmm. And it seems like now they've just had to like go back on that. Yeah. Probably because they realised that they kind of like make a lot of money from showing these streaming movies. Was it busy when you went there? Yeah. Yeah, fairly busy. Yeah, yeah. so met. A lot of people showed up. Yeah, yeah it was shown yeah. for a week only yeah. at that cinema. Was it release day we saw it? Or was it a couple of days after? I think it was a couple, days, a couple after. days after. Well, I guess, I guess, like I guess that busy. should then I don't know um, give them the like the you know like the token to be like oh okay we can play Netflix yeah. movies and people will come and see them. I want to see Del Toro's Pinocchio in the cinema. That'd be terrifying on a big screen. Won't get it, but no, comes out in a few weeks. I think. Oh, does it? Woo! Yeah, it comes oh. out very soon. Also, I finally found the onion. It looks very pretty. They finally found the onion. And that's at the centre of this movie. They finally find the onion. It's very pretty. It's all about finding the onion, really. And It's a philosophical movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like trying to say stuff about quite fortuitous or just like about like billionaires and like there's a lot of conversations nowadays about like the rich people. Rich right? people and a lot of movies that are coming out really criticising all that. Um, yeah. This is kind of doing that a little bit. Uh, not as much as like something like Triangle of Sadness, but it's definitely in there. Yeah, it's kind of satirical on like power, how people can like mm-hmm. do horrible things, but if they've got enough sway and like power, they can kind of make it go away, make people forget about it and kind of carry on. I do think it's mm. hilariously ironic that most of the films that bring this up are rich, successful people themselves. Oh yeah, Ryan it's so self-aware, is like, isn't it? Definitely a bowler. Uh, oh, it's God, like, yeah. oh yeah, I know I'm rich, but He's I also know a piece of so shit. He's not so hard in with it, though, I don't think. No, yeah, it's probably not. not. It's probably not even really about that, to be honest. No, but. it's not. It's, it's, I wouldn't even, I'm not even sure if I would say it's satirical or more just like, it's a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. Like kind a of, theme or something. Yeah. They're kind of probably poking fun at it a little bit, but yeah. it's not like a... I like when they start breaking thing. stuff in... Edward Norton's place and he's just like whatever he's a billionaire yeah. what does it matter if they break <laughs> a few enough. things like, it doesn't really matter there's a bit I really 
I did find funny where he like go into like his big dining room and he's just got the Mona Lisa there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, France was struggling, so I bought it on loan. He just yeah. has the real Mona Lisa from that the Louvre. That is actually fucking incredible. That they would build, actually have had me howling. do a really good job at like building tension in one scene with that. And it's like, it's behind the glass shutter. So like every time like, it, it can go off with like a hair, hairpin trigger or whatever, because like, it's so precious. That like even if like a phone went off near it, it would like shut the glass, so you wouldn't be able to like, spill anything on it or whatever. Yeah, there's like a really tense scene where um, Batista's phone's going off like constantly. It's like getting loads of messages come through, and every time he gets a message, the glass just slams up. Not even anything like inherently tense or like jarring going on in that scene. It was just like you kind of know what's sort of about to happen. Yeah, because yeah. they're like kind of ramping it up with that glass being shut constantly and just like people talking over each other it was really entertaining and like a really good way to build tension I thought yeah definitely thanks Ryan <laughs> <laughs> we got anything else to say about Glass Onion just wanted to do like a little quick thing that we yeah, saw we... it and it was good yeah and good music it is good music yeah, very good music you can tell all the actors are having a really good time as well. It's quite infectious. Yeah. I think people want to work with Ryan Johnson now. Yeah. A, I mean, he's obviously a massive name, but especially after the success of Knives Out, he really like, turned the tables with his own name. Was like, so few people can do that, I think. Yeah, after Last Jedi, he was getting like constant death threats. I mean, mm. he still is from yeah. Star Wars fans, but... Like people hated him, so ah. like the fact he managed to kind of take that ha- hatred and kind of boil it into a movie, yeah, with knives out a lot of that movie. It does seem like it's very like self-referential and like mm-hmm. satirical of that sort of thing. That is, and he's just kind of like basically reinvented his career, and now he's doing really well. For that it. is so cringe. Not 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 that he's did mm-hmm. that, but I I just think that get over it. Yeah, like yeah. don't get, don't get me wrong. Like those last three. Star Wars films, they sucked ass, but... The how, movies. Yeah, how cringe is it, that? Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, just get a life. It's not that... Go outside, mate. It's not that bad. Yeah, but for some people, Star Wars is like their whole life and something shit happens and it's like they've been shat on personally. Yeah, stop being a baby. Yeah, just go outside. Find other do things to else. do. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Honestly. that deep. Are you guys going to write it? Or really- yeah, fuck it, sure. I really liked it. Um, I want to see a trilogy of them. I got out of there, I was like, that was just great. It was really great. I enjoyed it so much. And I really like Daniel Craig doing what he's doing. Um, he's just having so much fun. It, it really comes across like that. Um, can't wait for the next one. Hope it, you know, he's good. <laughs> hope it's a movie. <laughs> hope it's one that, that's good and, you know, people enjoy it. <laughs> I hope people watch this when it goes to Netflix. Um, if you can see it in the cinema, yeah, go do I that. I think it's going to do really well. Yeah. Awesome. I'll probably give it like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Don't think I like it quite as much as the first one. Um, no. And like I said, the first like 15, 20 minutes, I really did not gel with it at all. But once it kind of like got away from the COVID shit and they got onto the actual island, it really found this footing. And then it's really funny after that. A lot of fun. I give it like 7 out of 10. Funny, funny. Watch some movies. Mm. First of the month, Sunday of the month. Movies. We picked free for all. It was a free for all. So we all were free. Oh, yeah. For all. And nobody knows what movies we picked because oh, yeah, that's Martin Scorsese, Martin Scorsese took our, mov- um, our movies, our yeah. podcast. So we picked three movies. Sorcerer from 1977, An Elephant Sitting Still from 2018, and Marcel, The Shell With Shoes On from an undisclosed year. 2021. Who was to say? <laughs> 
It's not out here yet. So who's, oh, Actually, yeah, in, is in, it out in 2021 or is it out in 2023? All this and more true. to come on the Sunday Movie Marathon. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris picked the first one. You tell us what that was. Yeah, so I picked Sorcerer, directed by William Friedkin, um, based on the book The Wages of Fear. Um, the film's about um, four guys from all around the world who um, are basically hiding from their past in a small South American town. Um, in this town, there's a huge um, explosion at an oil rig and the oil just catches fire, needs to be um, stopped. So they yeah. hire these four men to transport um, unstable nitroglycerin around the jungle to get it to this oil rig so they can stop the oil from pouring out. Well, Chris, you could have fooled me, mate, because I had no <laughs> idea what was happening in this movie. So thank you for disclosing yeah, is that. Yeah, that what's happening, really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. See, I was paying attention. This is a movie where nothing happens for the first hour, and then in the last hour, one thing happens over and over again. Yeah, pretty much. Let's be honest, that is pretty much what it was. It did a lot of setting up for little payoff. Very little payoff, actually. Although, that scene where the oil rig does blow up is actually fucking insane. I'll be honest, that was crazy. A lot of explosions. There was, there was a lot of explosion and blood and death and not very pleasant actually this movie to be honest no it's not a pleasant <laughs> movie i like when the first explosion happens and we just like okay and darcy thought there was like she was like you were like what what the what was that i was like it's terrorism bro what? it was a, like a mini it was like a mini terror you were like why do you why do you leave his bag and we got talking about like maybe there was like a mini terrorist in his bag oh, well, <laughs> i said is there a little terrorist yeah. in <laughs> Yeah, he left his bag and there was like a small guy in there. <laughs> this is, I think it just, it's, it's a movie that I got very little from, but like everything about it was so high octane that it was like, it was like, like having a nightmare. Yeah. Well, like, I didn't understand what was really happening, like for the most part. And, but like it, so much was happening. It was just going a mile a minute, and I just couldn't understand what the fuck was going on. It's mostly also because I didn't really care about what was happening, or just like what these people were doing, because it did a yeah. lot of setup for the first hour, but didn't really care about what they were setting up personally. I think it's hard to kind of invest in what it's setting up when you don't know what it's setting up. Yeah, because they're yeah. just like going from like people person to person. Oh, okay, we're following these geezers now. Like some someone in a car, and they have a conversation in a car, and he pulls out a gun, and the car crashes, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I guess right. they've got to set up four yeah. different yeah. Uh, stories that then kind of all meet in the middle one area. Yeah, I think because I knew what the movie was about, I found it easier to kind of go along with what it mm -hmm. was doing. Well, you already but told I me what it was about. That's probably like a flaw in the way it tells its story. Because yeah. although it spends like an hour of like half the movie setting it up, I don't think it's very clear on what it's setting up a lot of the time. No, not no. really. Like, because uh, you had told me what the movie was about, so I was yeah. waiting. Brand new information that for was stuff to happen. If that makes sense, like the setup didn't feel like what yeah. you were. Do you know what I mean? Like it didn't correlate in my brain. Like, okay, it's just the setup for it. Like, because you usually think that a setup's going to be like the first twenty minutes, but then yeah, when it got to about an hour, I thought, yeah, well, oh, <laughs> yeah, they've actually just... finally started getting this 
glycerin like, shit on the truck. Okay, we're, we're in Act Two. <laughs> we're finally this movie here. does in like an hour and ten minutes what most movies do in. 1520. That's yeah. why I found it so confusing because I thought, have I missed something yeah. here? And then no, it just happens to happen like really late on in the movie. I think there's a way to do that very effectively, but not written. I don't think this pulled it off. Yeah, I'm not sure it did. I don't know if that's is that a fault of the movie or is that like. I don't know, I felt like at one point we all went, do we know what's happening? And normally at least like one of us knows what's going on, but all three of mm. us at one point were like, actually, I have no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah. And I don't know, that's never a good time when all three of us are like, what I the thought fuck? it was about greed though, for the most part. Yeah. It was definitely. like the people who want like, gotta transport this nitroglycerin so you get 20,000 Geez, baby. So I guess it was about greed, but I understood like what they were going for. But then it like, mm. it I think it's kind of forever to tell that. <laughs> I think it the <laughs> original title, Wages of Fear, actually kind of like sums up the themes of the movie that really well. More se- that makes yeah, more because, sense to me. Because like, it is about greed, but I feel like it's also is about fear. Like these people are afraid of like the consequences of what's gone on in their lives that they're running away from. They want the money so they can kind of start from scratch they're gonna want to start new and hide from that well yeah and then they're gonna make money off of maybe the potential of them getting blown to fucking smithereens yeah but they i think at that (laughs) that point they're kind of like what do we have to lose Mm. so you're gonna be some pretty desperate fools to do that don't you they're kind of like if we don't get this money we're gonna be killed by people anyway so what's the point in well you know because my logic would have been well i'm dead either way really and hey i exert my energy (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> hey ho, look what happened. Kill me now. And well, as we uh, see from the movie, they're dead anyway. Well, most of them. They succumbed to the fear. They got shaky yeah. hands, so they just dropped that shit. No, all, <laughs> all of them die at the end. Yeah, even the Everyone guy who dies. actually takes the nitroglycerin there, he gets killed by the people he's running away from. You don't like see it, really. Oh, that's it's what like was happening at the end. It's like those who go into the bar and yeah, he no, starts no, dancing yeah. with the lady. Oh yeah, the, sorry, they, uh, what was it? Infinity Ward it. Was it Infinity War? Was it yeah, when that's you what were I said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, they're, they're dancing. Like, slow <laughs> dancing and it panned out the window like in, in um, Endgame. Oh, Endgame. Right. Yeah, I, was thinking, I don't think that happened in Infinity War. <laughs> no, sorry, I couldn't remember what movie it was from. Remember in Infinity War where Thanos does the snap and he's da- dancing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> uh, um, I did I what? I I bought the Blu-ray for <laughs> Wages of Fear the other day or yesterday by Henry George Bluzel, who's the director. I quite like them. Uh, Diabolique is is a movie Diabolique. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to check that out, see if it's sort of different to this, and if I get anything out of it. Um, because well, I didn't really get all that much yeah, out of this one. I've heard that that movie and the book actually has more setup like it takes even longer to set up before getting to yeah but does ooh, it at least everything? i don't know make some sort of sense well, in the setup know. you know I've what i mean like it. i've not read the a setup is fine if you're gonna take me to believe that this is the setup we're going with does that make sense like i need to be uh reassured that the plot of the movie is making sense to me and not an hour in and go oh right now it's starting yeah. <laughs> oh okay i think a lot of my enjoyment of the movie probably did just come from the second half of the movie mm-hmm. where it is kind of like they are transporting this nitroglycerin because i think that that's where um william freakin's like talents as a director kind of show quite well the scenes where they're like going over bridges and stuff and like trying to go through these really tight like rows without moving too fast without like crashing or anything i found those really really tense and i thought the editing and the directing was a lot of fun with them Mm -hmm. 
I I just found little enjoyment in this movie, but I know I wasn't meant to like enjoy mm. it per se. But the, I think there's very little of me to be like I don't know. I'm 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 struggling to find things that I liked about it. Is basically what I'm saying because I just didn't really like it at all. Quite like how uncomfortable it looked. Like I mean, yeah. it was very stressful. Or saw uh, navigate yeah. these like really thin, narrow uh, pathways. Like especially when like the, the poster of the movie is like the the truck going across that rickety bridge and in the rain. it's like a storm is brewing <laughs> yeah. and the fucking river's going at a million miles an hour beneath them so they could just die at any point and this guy's like trying to guide the truck and, and in front falls of him almost get killed almost gets mm. ran over yeah he, he like falls, falls through. through the bridge it's just like rain pelting down on him like this is just the most uncomfortable you could possibly be <laughs> yeah mm. that's like I think the best scene in the movie that's yeah, like I the famous so. scene from the movie. I mean, it's the only one I really remember, to be honest. Like, if, if I was to pick out a scene, that would be the one that I would probably mm, go, yeah, 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 that was... I like, I like that all was the set up with, like, them blowing up the tree that was in their way. Oh, yeah. And they have to, like, <laughs> really... Oh, funky, like, I really yeah. thought that was interesting with that, how they actually did that, because they, like, rigged up this kind of, like, string to, like, drop, rock, a, yeah. drop a rock and, like, explode the, yeah, the tree. Yeah, like, a bag of sands, and they, like, cut it, and when the sand, like, the bag, like, was empty, it, like, dropped yeah. the, the, the um, rock. It dropped clever. the bomb. Mm. And the guy's just fucking running. Just go, oh, fuck! <laughs> he, like, cuts the bag of sand. He's like, oh, God, yeah, the fuck out of here right now. Yeah. It's, it's tense. That is tense. I mean, to be fair, I guess it was, that. It, that is probably, like, the first and only solution, right? If you have this fuck off tree that you can't move and you've got a shit ton of explosives, you're going to try and blow up the tree, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> I think that's it's like mm. the the first thought I would have had anyway. Every time they like jolt with the truck, you like see the crates in the back just move, move a bit and they're like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you feel their fear as well. You feel the, like, the, the tension within them. Just like any, at any point, they could just blow up and die yeah. immediately. And that's something I think the film does really well because I don't really care about any of these characters. But mm-hmm. like during those scenes, I was like super on edge still. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes down to how it is shot, how it's like edited and put together. It's like very like tightly cut, um, and I think the sound design and stuff as well also adds to it. Especially like that scene on the bridge, it's just like so horrible, so tense. I love when that guy like falls through the bridge and like all the sound cuts out, mm-hmm. like this like deafening drop. I think it's great. Yeah, it's not even the end of it. It's like that guy in the truck. He's like, "Are you all right?" But he can't even see him, so he just like keeps going forward. Yeah, and, like, he almost kills him. <laughs> Ugh. Just don't get into this kind of thing. Yeah, don't succumb to the fear. Oh yeah, just, just like do I a said, cross country like, nitroglycerin it, run. It would have been easier. Just to die. Yeah. Yeah. It happened anyway. No That's what I mean. Like, when we were sitting here the other night watching it, I said, I'd rather just die. Yeah. I feel like this is so much effort. And then what happened? All that effort and it made no difference. Maybe that's the point. That's the I lesson. I think it is the point. Mm-hmm. You can't run away from these things. Well, no. But I don't, I don't actually know what. Why were they running away from them exactly? Were, would they owe money? What, what was the. I don't actually know what the. They all did different things. That's how the film yeah. starts. It's like kind of like vignettes of what they did, what they're running away from. You gotta do this thing for us or we're gonna come back and chop your hands off. No, I want my hands, they say. And then they die anyway, so just take my. Fucking limbs. Well, actually, don't take my limbs, but either way, I'm going to be dead. So it doesn't make a difference. Don't need my limbs in heaven. That's true. <laughs> need them to drive a car, though. Limbs in heaven is a good song name. Thank you. And we're doing this one, our limbs in heaven. Amazing. Do we want to rate it then? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, out of the three William Friedkin movies I've seen, this is definitely my least favourite. Um, I did get a lot out of the second um, second half of the movie, the first half, not so much. Um, but I'd be willing to watch it again. Maybe I'd like it a little bit more. Um, but I think I'd give it like a, a seven, seven limbs in heaven out of ten. <laughs> seven limbs in heaven. It's a pretty low seven, though. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it again because I just don't really gel with it. Um, I like, like select parts, but I don't think it makes the movie entertaining for me all that much um so i'd probably give it a four limbs in heaven out of ten forever yeah not for me four limbs in heaven is limbs in heaven different to seven minutes in heaven what do you mean is it different i want i want to know what limbs in heaven might be like just just a (laughs) just a thing that we made up i just want to know the rules of our new uh are you saying you want to know what limbs in heaven would be yeah. like? Sure. It's what happens when someone loses an arm. The arm goes to heaven, but the rest of them stays on a loads of floating limbs around. Thank you. I just wanted to know. <laughs> okay, that's what it was like. That's what it's like. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Movie one that I picked was um. You okay? Limbs in heaven. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> 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 completely fucked me up there. Um, it's a movie called An Elephant Sitting Still. It's from 2018. It was directed by Hu Bo. And it's Chinese. And it's four hours long. We watched it. We watched it all in one single sitting with an intermission because it's split over two discs on the DVD that I own. Um, So we, you know, had a coffee and a piss and then got right straight back into it. Um, This is a movie. It's about people. Um... You know, they're just going around. Everything's happening to them. They're not really having great lives. No. Some of them, you know, they owe money maybe. Or like, there's like a guy, there's a girl who's like having an affair with her teacher. There's one guy who like, a bully thinks that he stole his phone and then he pushes the bully down the stairs and he's like, oh, I've got, I'm on the land from the law. There's one guy who's, um, he's old. So I guess that's his deal. Um, going around he's, 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 uh, children are like you've got to get out of here pop you, you can't live here he's like you're not gonna take me to the no, get home i'm staying here this is my apartment um too right yeah um it's a sad sad movie oh yeah uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah like the director hubo um he killed himself after he made the movie uh so I suppose that's something you should know before you watch the movie. I think that's yeah. that's what I knew when I watched the movie the first time. I've seen this movie twice now. How? It's four hours long. It's four hours long. It, it was long. half an hour longer than mine and Darcy's movie combined. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And somehow, yet yeah, somehow, we fucking watched that. We trooped. We watched we it. We watched it. So, yeah, he was 29 at the age of his death. Um... And um, this is his only movie. Mm-hmm. This is the one he's best known for. Um, well, but he was a novelist only... as well. Um, so yeah, obviously it's that's one he's best known for because it's his only movie. Um, so I think this is like it's quite dour and quite bleak, and you sort of viewing it through the the lens of this, you kind of mm. understand maybe about how he was feeling or like how he saw the world. Because there's a lot that characters say in the movie that like it feels like a reflection, doesn't it? I you suppose. understand like what he felt about the world, and it's just like. Mm. A lot of it I don't really agree with, but I don't think that makes the movie bad at all. It's just that like, it's more of an insight into how he was feeling. 
Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, is isn't that like because yeah because it doesn't it doesn't matter if we agree with what they're saying it's more of a someone really like I understand that you know like uh, movies and stuff like you know like form of expression blah 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 whatever like you know just because you have someone kill someone in a movie doesn't mean you actually want to go and kill people but like if I had watched this movie back or had been in this movie I'd been like I think someone needs to go and speak to this guy because like this script is fucking bleak like there was not one ounce of joy in this fucking movie apart from that one joke that was told in the elevator and it was the worst joke I've (laughs) ever heard and what was it about? Death. Yeah but the guy liked it. Oh yeah he did that was the only time I heard anyone laugh or smile or (laughs) do you know what I mean like I don't know. I um. This film yeah. kind of feels like a suicide note. It does. Yeah. It. I think. Do you know what? Maybe in a really fucked up kind of way. I guess yeah. maybe it was just a a way of getting it out there without having to tell anyone how he was feeling. Yeah. Because it was I just. Mean, it's just. It's there. It's laid out, mate. It's fucking there. I think when we were watching it, I compared it to David Bowie's Black Star, uh, uh-huh. where that album is clearly about him dying. But mm. you know, you when you what without saying when hey, you I'm listened dying. to it before he died, you didn't really think about that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he died, it like completely recontextualized the entire thing. And I imagine it would be the same if you watched it not knowing that the director killed himself. Mm. Um, <laughs> I feel like you'd probably get something completely different from the movie. But knowing that he killed himself, it just completely recontextualizes the movie. It changes how you think about everything that's happening. Yeah, it just, I honestly just felt like a lot of it was just inner reflections of him just being like, I'm going to tell this bleak view of the world because this is how I view it yeah. through these characters because then no one can question me because it's, oh, it's just three characters, don't you worry. I didn't like this movie when I saw it the first time. I thought he was like... <laughs> Taking the piss. Oh, what? Because it's that... Bl- it's so honest- long and like so <laughs> dour and just like next to nothing happens, I felt like in the the first time I watched it, it was just like, what the fuck was that? Like, I mean, I'll be honest, did the- anything really happen though? <laughs> really? Yes, I, I think so, yeah. Now, now I think I actually quite like it. Um, I don't think it's a masterpiece, which I think a lot of people laud it as a masterpiece, but I think that's also... Because he killed himself. I think that's a no, little. Oh, this is an, this is a master mag, an amazing magnum opus type masterpiece movie. I think that's a little bit of a pretentious way of looking at it, though. To be honest, not 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 you. I mean, mm. like if people are like, oh man, like it's added so much, like oh, like just oh, it's such a masterpiece. Because look at this man's just killed himself for his art and all this other shit. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't really like that whole mindset. No. Like if you mm. actually think this film's a masterpiece, then cool. But. Is it a masterpiece? I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually, uh, I managed to watch all four hours of this and I didn't hate it. So I think even that in itself yeah, is an achievement, achievement, right? Like you got the ADHD kid to sit there for four hours and, and watch you a fucking, were fucking movie. Just like... Mate, I was engrossed, bruv. I was- but before, you were like, I can't fucking do this, man. <laughs> How dare you are so mad at me for recommending this. Yeah. Oh yeah, for like a whole, for like a whole, um, like almost a week. Yeah. You were just like an- annoyed at me, making <laughs> slide jabs at Max. Yeah, she was like, "We need to pick something bastard. to um, take revenge on yeah. the next free throw." <laughs> My great oh, master. Well, what do you know? It's actually you quite liked it. So My great mm. master plan. But yeah, no. To be fair, yeah, actually, because. I think I think well, it sounds really bad, but I think a lot of why I liked it was because it had the Hollyoaks esque kind of soap opera like drama, drama to it. It was yeah. so intense, like like that bit where fucking Ling goes back and gets that fucking little metal bat, and she's like, 
You ever seen me on the edge of my seat chair before? No, you fucking haven't. And you'll never see that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I really like movies that are structured like this, like the interwoven sort of story. Like, you remind Magnolia me of Babel a little or, bit. Or, uh, Babel, Paris. yeah, that's yeah. one of them. Paris. Yeah, I, mean, I really I, like those sort I, of movies. I was going to say that when we were watching it, but I was like, well, the only actual similarity to Babel was that they're four people that just kind of like are connected mm. in some way. Otherwise, it's not really the, yeah. the same thing at all. That's what right. I mean. Same I really like that structure. Yeah. Same sort of goal within I all these like, people. I quite like I feel it like it's something that's really difficult to pull off, but when it is mm. pulled off, it can like be really great. It took a long time to get there, but like the weird thing about it, though, is that luckily, because they split it onto two discs, it doesn't feel as long as you'd think it would feel. Like, mm-hmm. like literally, the whole time I was thinking, fucking hell, four hours. But then by the time like the first disc finished, I was like, um okay okay give me a minute you know you do your little yeah. toilet break you get a little biscuit and you go back on the run and you're like it's just like watching another movie afterwards it wasn't really like all that bad although the last i'd say the last 15 minutes or so i was ready to clock the fuck out like i was not with it anymore Amazed you got that far to be fair it w- i know right it was a like <sighs> that's the thing that i always get to like the end of something and i know it's nearing the end so i think i subconsciously go all right better finish now better finish now better yeah. finish now and um, yeah, and that was a shame because uh, the last bit is the the most satisfying bit because you hear the elephant in the back, and I was like, I want to see the elephant, but hearing the elephant was good enough for me. This whole time, Dorothy was like, "Where's the fucking elephant?" And I knew what was happening. I knew what was going to happen. I'm like, "This is not going to unfold in the way that maybe you would want." But I, I yeah, hated the ending. I hated that ending the the first time I watched it. I was like, "Oh fuck you." <laughs> How dare you set up this fucking elephant and like <laughs> barely pay it off? But this time, I enjoyed that ending a lot. I think um, that was the little glimmer of joy that this movie actually had. Sort of just this interconnected loneliness of people. I think it's exploring loneliness within mm. other people and something that's like, it's weird that it's so intrinsic in human beings to feel some sort of sense of loneliness. But like you just know that everybody else sort of feels the exact same way. So like, it's weird, isn't it? It is quite strange, but like how they kind of come together at the end. And like there's like this big thing about like that old guy says, you can go anywhere you want, but you'll find nothing different here. And that's like certainly something that spoke to the director's mindset it must at the time. Have been, yeah. Um, yeah. But then the, the, the young kid is like, well, let's just go take a look. We'll see the elephant in Manzuli that sits still, and that's like this whole like, through line, which is like people yeah. going, I hear there's an elephant in Manzuli who just sits still. I want to go and see that elephant. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't really matter if there is or not. It's about going to see or like trying to get out of some sort of despair or loneliness and mm. trying to find something to that's worth being alive for. That's kind of why I like the ending, actually, because it was. Like I said, it was that that was the only glimmer of hope I found in this movie was like, oh, my God, they all went together and they Mm -hmm. heard the elephant. Because obviously you don't see the fucking elephant, but they heard the elephant and it was great. And it's real and there's hope and it's an elephant. Maybe because it was the elephant. I got so excited. But then also, I just like the fact that they were playing um, hacky sack, was it? Is that what it is? Yeah, they were were kicking around beanbags. But and I know this is such a weird parallel to like draw from. But it kind of, it kind of reminded me about um, you know how in World War Two they they stopped war for a bit so they could play football on Christmas yeah. Day. For some odd reason, it reminded me of that because it was like this, all this bleak shits happening, but mm. then this little bit of little bit of happiness was was there yeah. in in even like a little moment. 
lonely people come together and they just have fun or they like they make the find most something of in like other people got, to yeah. get from community I really like that last scene or like yeah, that last that's... shot it's like it's quite sweet. What, like five minute long, just still shot? Of them playing. They're like, yeah. oh, you're like, they've stopped and they've all got out and they've basically got to Manzuli, but like, there's nothing there really. But they just like, they're just playing with each other and that's like really nice. I think. Yeah. And you just hear the elephant screaming in the back. Well, he's not screaming, he's just making his. It's a cathartic noises. moment, I think. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like, it was like four hours of piss and misery. And then you hit this beautiful little elephant. And you see them having a somewhat nice moment in, in the little sunset of mm-hmm. wherever it was the fuck they went. It's like Hubo saying, like, there's something out there, mm-hmm. but I can't yeah. see it. I think that, I, oh, it's so sad that like it, 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 it got to a point where he was just like, sadness is too much. Mm-hmm. I must leave now. When you have moments like that in a movie where it's like, you know that there's probably some form of joy, but not enough. Or just not something you can access. Yeah, I think I think it's really sad, but doesn't it speak to like the um the tone of did he live in China at the time? I think he did, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I know he's I know yeah. he's Chinese, but I don't know if he actually lived yeah, in China. Maybe, but yeah. no, because obviously you know they talk about how China's not a great country to live in, or because they've got a lot of in it like um in it a bit like Korea, it's quite divided with their poor and mm, rich yeah, and stuff. They certainly depict yeah. this kind of bleak, yeah, kind of street view of the place and like it's all very dark and yeah. very not it a lot of colour like at it? all mm. it's like it may as well be a black and white movie if not for like just I think the kind of tone it was trying to cultivate through its colour palette which mm. I think really lends itself to like the, the sense of the movie and like it's Such trying to sadness, get like, into you like and it is trying to make you sad I think or like it's trying to tell yeah, the- you like what he was feeling and like how he kind of saw the world it felt like there was also this is gonna this is gonna sound really weird because you don't see this in a lot of movies that much anyway but to me there almost felt like there was no um comforts so to speak you know like when you're watching a movie and you see people like in shops and stuff at least there's like other people Mm -hmm. and there's commercialized like products and stuff like i I, I, I know it's a weird thing to say but like you know you go somewhere and you see like aerial like fucking um Mm -hmm. uh washing up detergent or whatever i'm just like Oh, look. There's something that I can relate to. Or yeah, like there's something like the, there's that some... makes me feel at home. But yeah, like, but there it's was such like... a cold, cold movie. Yeah, even when they're yeah. at home, even when these characters are at home, it's just like Bleak, it's so it? like downtrodden. There's like no light in there. It's no anywhere. light in there. It's, it's yeah. a lot of like really dark Ugh. shots, which I didn't like the first time, but now I quite enjoy it for yeah. whatever reason. Like, I think it's all natural lighting. Yeah. I think oh yeah, I think it's just I think when you watch it again, you I guess you just appreciate the the real commitment Mm. to the sadness. Like a lot of like really (laughs) long shots that they're doing, just like you go through houses or like through streets Mm. and just like watch people talk to each other for ages. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm still waiting on that 18 minute shot. And if it was that tunnel shot, then I did not feel it. I did not feel that 18 minutes whatsoever. It really went by quite fast. If, I yeah, think, it yeah. must have been that. Was, I think it was either that or like the shot towards the end where it's like him um, like interrogating the guy and like where he's like, my brother's dead and that sort of thing. Do you know what? I mm. feel like that felt more like 18 minutes to me. That, that felt like that ages. That was like a shot that moved into like, it looked like two or three different shots, but I think it was just the camera moving. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, because yeah. that felt to me like a lot longer but maybe that's because once again towards the last couple of minutes of the movie i was feeling it mm-hmm. it dragged like i felt it but that's not because i didn't like the movie just because you know after a couple of hours i naturally just tend to clock out oh, of anything yeah. to be <laughs> so 
got to really try to be invested in this one. You're like, not invested, but like you really, this is not a movie you can just put on. Oh, no, not at all. You have to be prepared to yeah. watch this. And I think... Like, a- do, like, ab crunches beforehand, just like <laughs> fucking gun it at the gym, and then you're like, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> I just feel like a lot of people, especially a lot of people I know, would never be able to watch this because of just the sheer like length and things of it alone. I, I mean, I'm glad I watched it, it. More, more on the basis Good, of yeah. like, I want to put it on my CV now. Sat yeah. through four <laughs> solid hours of Chinese movie. I watched an elephant sitting still in, in one sitting. <laughs> I am the poster child now. <laughs> Like I, I'll, I'll do TED talks at like schools and be like, "You can conquer your ADHD. You can watch an elephant sitting still, just like me." <laughs> I'm cured. <laughs> this movie cured me. <laughs> See, now you're not mad at me for recommending it. Do you know what? It, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually not mad. To be fair, I, mm-hmm. I think, I think more now than anything else. Um, I feel a sense of achievement. I actually do. Yeah. Like as, as stupid and as lame as that sounds, I feel a sense of achievement finally. For being yeah. able to sit through and watch that. So I was like, oh God, one of these days I'm going to watch the Godfather movies. I thought, they're three fucking yeah. hours long. I'm never watching that. Darcy, you've got to watch this film for the podcast. Oh, if I've got to do it for the pod, I go guess I'll show, give eh? it a go. Just one of the bleakest movies you could ever watch. And then like right at the end, it's like <laughs> the slightest bit of catharsis. And then you just like, it ends and you're like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I watched it all. Just wait till you watch the Godfather movies. They're really bleak and they don't really have any like happy moments. <laughs> Yeah, but they're a little bit shorter, so... <laughs> Not by a lot. No, but apparently it's enough for me. Mm. No, I, I, I actually quite... Um, it, uh, what's, what's, what's the time? I'm not looking for... Like, is it subverted, maybe, my expectation? Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't... I didn't actually know what to expect from this. I was trying to explain to uh, Max and Chris my, uh, my vision of what I thought this movie was going to be like. And Max was basically saying what you thought it was going to be like the Apu movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, kind of, to be honest. I thought they were just going to be out in, like, the fucking rural wilderness looking at elephants and shit. Yeah, I kind of expected it to kind of almost be, like, this fantasy sort of thing. Yeah. Where, like, <laughs> depression's used more like a metaphor than anything. But it is very literal. It's kind of about all these people who are depressed. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see the director putting himself into these characters. And it does feel very, very personal, I think. Yeah, I like that it's all in like the city most of the time. Yeah, which so many people there, but you do feel this sense of loneliness, and it takes kind of an expert to film a movie and make it look that or like feel that loneliness that you want to imbue yeah. in it. Because you know we all live in the city, but like sometimes it can be like we're just really lonely, and you just walk through and you don't know anyone really, but like everybody's going about their separate lives. It's yeah, I like how they kind of shot uh, interiors. Where like people would be in their houses or their flats with their families, but like they would show them, they would like kind of split the screen with the the scenery. So like one person would be like looking through a mirror, and then like the, like Ling would be like looking in the mirror, but her mother would be like on the other in another room. But oh, like, you that, could see them. That both. shot was so good. It's I love amazing. that shot. You know, I feel stuff. like you get a little bit of a hard on for those kind of shots, don't you? Where like some someone's in the same shot, but they're not actually yeah. in the shot. <laughs> Any like shot that's creative. Like through, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love shots where you can tell that they actually thought about, like, the purpose of the shot, like, the positioning of the characters, how mm. everything is, like, like blocking. angled. And, yeah. yeah, the blocking. The expert blocking. Yeah. I really love the sound design as well. 
There's so many scenes where there's like no dialogue and it's just like kind of all like the atmosphere of what's going on. And it's just, it's so loud, but there's not really anything happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that just kind of adds to like the melancholic loneliness because it is just kind of like, it's just noise. Forget about the sound design though. We're going to talk about the bopping music that was in there. Yeah, the music is really great. Mwah. I want an elephant sitting still, OST, on a CD or a vinyl, whatever Christmas vinyl vinyl player. If it exists, it needs to happen. It's a really good soundtrack. They don't use music a lot. It's mostly like diegetic sound. Yeah. Which I think yeah, it's, it's, very... it's trying to go for quite a natural type of feeling. Yeah, what is the music actually? Like, I, I find it hard to, like, if someone was to be like, like explaining, yeah. yeah, I'd be like, what? A lot of synth and kind of club bangers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not really club bangers, but it's like, like ambient. Yeah. Ambient. Yeah, sort of stuff. yeah, it's very like study. You know those uh, videos that are like high fi low fi study with me yeah. videos? It reminds me of that. Bopping, mate. I actually loved every single little bopping mm. synthy business that was going on in this movie. Especially like, uh, you know, the first one that played and just had that title card and it was like, whatever. I was loving that. That was, that was, it was bopping. It sort of like set up the characters and they were like, boom, an elephant city still, this is what the movie is. And it's like half an hour into the movie as well, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I don't really, yeah, yeah, I don't really have a problem with that, to be honest. But at least that setup didn't take half a song, right? In a four hour movie, then Sorcerer did in the hour and a half-ish. Mm-hmm. two hours that it had. I'm still oh, angry at your movie, Chris. Your movie made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, this movie was four hours long and it didn't drag anywhere near as bad. It's funny that, isn't it? It's funny how like, it's kind of well-paced, I thought. Um, I didn't think so. The first time I watched it, it was like, Jesus fucking... There were some parts oh, of it, Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. No, I didn't think that nearly as much this time. It still no. kind of yeah. dragged a bit. I was like, oh. To be fair, no Come movie on. needs to be four hours long. No. Yeah, to, to be totally I, I do honest. think it could have lost an hour. Oh, a hundred percent. There was, there yeah, was no need for something. It that. wouldn't be special. <laughs> wouldn't really? be something. <laughs> it wouldn't be the four-hour Chinese movie that a guy killed himself after making. The three-hour movie that a guy. Who's I think it Chinese would still be special. Not quite in the same way. I don't think. But so, I, I don't know. It was like I guess it's the g- length of it kind of felt to me like it was putting off death in a way. That's why it kind of had to be that long. It felt kind of spectacular. Like every every you know? shot that lasted just so long, or like too long. It's like and especially lingering, isn't more it? towards the end, where it's just like there was that one shot of that guy who's just like just waiting. Or like they were like stopped in the coach and like they were all just set, like stood outside for a bit um, on the way to Manzuli and it's just like. Uh, a few solid minutes of just this guy standing there and not doing anything. It's just like <laughs> lit by the. By the headlights, it felt like Hubo was kind of putting off killing himself. Yeah. It felt like that kind of communication. I did kind of feel like the ending was kind of metaphorical for death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what, like, they get off um, like the elephants kind of like the them transitioning into like a, another life kind of like how they like say when you die like you hear like the horns of like heaven or something mm-hmm. and they're all happy at the end right happy as they've been or like you kind of infer that they were happy because it's quite a, a wide shot like you really see them off in the distance you don't really know who's there really like maybe these people kind of stayed on the coach you don't know who knows how many people were on that coach or about seven people got out yeah, just like playing, but that was like the the most like the happiest part of the movie. I thought, it, honest to God, it was the only happy part of that mm. movie. I liked it though. I, I kind of, yeah. I kind of liked the whole man. You sat through all of this. This is your payoff. Here's what you the, get: the small crumb of happiness in yeah. this movie. 
as soon as I heard the elephant going off, I was like, okay, this film's literally seconds away from ending. Oh, I thought yeah. that as well. I was like, ah, there it is. The elephant. <laughs> I was like, okay, it can end now. I am seconds away from bursting into tears. Because <laughs> it's just like the whole time, I wasn't really thinking about it the first time I watched it, but it was just like, it was always in the back of my mind. Like, then this, like, this is what this guy was feeling. And this is how he felt about the world. And it's just like, so much in here that's just I don't agree with him saying or just so like yeah, his sad. worldview or whatever and just like new places new suffering my life is a dumpster um that Garbage guy who tells that w- who tells um his friend about like there's an elephant in Manzuli I was gonna go there and it might be fun if you want to come with me and she says what's fun about that it's like he says so much <laughs> about yeah. what he was feeling it's really it's really really sad but I, I guess it's I guess it's sadder because <laughs> Because it, it's preventable, isn't it? I think that's what makes mm. it sadder. It's yeah, like, definitely. It's not like he had a terminal illness or something. He li- it literally just didn't didn't need to happen. I don't know. Mm. It's 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 uh, it's always it, that's always a subject that always kind of yeah. kind of gets at me because I'm like, oh, I was sort of thinking someone like, did something. Yeah, I was thinking like, it's maybe too depressing for its own good. Maybe at times. Yeah, because oh. it is like four <laughs> yeah. hours of straight depression. But yeah, like uh... you've been alive. <laughs> And you've been like we've been depressed, and like when you're at your very lowest, mm. you could still laugh at some things, you know. But there's just like nothing there to kind of grasp onto to be like this is like life and like being alive and living. It was like yeah, because I guess just it, watching yeah. a guy slowly die, yeah, but that you, and yeah, not you, find it, any yeah. any sort of levity in it whatsoever. Yeah, but that, that's so how, that, that pissed me off a little bit. No, but that's how it that's how it is for some people. Like I know because we can we can all sit here and be like we've never been that depressed because they're, <laughs> they're like because I mean it must be true though right because there must be people you know obviously who have like literally like gotten to the point where nothing is enjoyable. There's no there's no happiness. Mm, I mean yeah. I, I guess this, yeah this is a, this is one of those subjects that I I, I guess it's quite difficult to talk about because you don't want to you don't want to say anything too. Um, out of pocket. It's a hard movie to criticize, really. Yeah, yeah. But I do, I do know what you what you mean, though, Max. I feel like it's very, it's uh, it's almost frustrating that someone can. Uh, it's it's like I, I can't explain. Like, you know, like it's just like the the point of giving up. Like like you, you've just clocked mm. out. Like you've already decided before anyone could even help you that this is the route that you want to go down. If that makes sense. I don't know. I, I so just, it makes sense. Uh, that it was like over the course of basically a day. That was so. even. Fu- I think that was fucking well out of pocket. <laughs> Like, how did that happen over the course? Of, how long was this day? Was it? it must have been longer than 24 hours because that was not yeah. happening over a day. It just wasn't. Mm. Every time someone got hurt, you really felt it as well. Like, everybody, every time someone died, that guy who, like, jumps out of the window, it's horrible. Like, um, the guy who gets shot in the leg by that one kid, you feel it. You feel it when, like, that kid, like... And now I'm fucked because I shot this guy. He like shoots himself in the head. Horrible. I hated it. I, I hated it so much. And yeah. Just like the characters succumbing to just like depression and um, not feeling like there's anything worth staying around for. Yeah, like it, it, it's always horrible you know, to to watch people in that state. Yeah, like did did he through through this? You know, like you like these uh, reflections coming back again. Um, did he think that everyone else was also as depressed? If that makes sense, because like everyone seems to be fucking miserable, or was that what, just like you, I what? don't know amalgamations of just in the movie all or? of his sad? Yeah, like did he like you know like uh, reflections of uh the, the, the how he how he felt basically like does I wonder if he genuinely believed that other people 
were like just shit and uh no one was ever happy and like everyone else is just as miserable i don't i don't know but i i I just got the feeling that like i understand that he was he must have been really depressed i i can only assume but like to not have a single character that had some sort of like hope or happiness in it i thought oh is this really what you actually think of everyone in the world Maybe not, but I don't know. It, it, it left me feeling a little bit like, ooh, deflated, I think, is the mm. word I'm looking for. I was like, wow, that's really bleak that everyone is miserable. I mean, granted, at the moment, most people kind of are, but... <laughs> you can find things to be happy about. Like, you can. You find, life isn't... I've said it before. Life, life isn't is a pain and piss. Wait. Just one <laughs> string of... Just depression no you that's, just, that's like, what I was there's always something to uh, i feel like a movie that tells no jokes is a movie that's kind of failed this tells one joke so i guess it kind of yeah maybe, it, yeah, maybe, it succeeded maybe, maybe. in that but oh, yeah i'm just wondering whether it was something like yeah something deeper but not intentional like what um was nobody in this movie happy because he genuinely thought that everyone else was miserable like, I wonder what it was like working on this film, you know? Do you think anyone had a good time making it? I, I'm only laughing because I can't assume that anyone mm. would um, um, have had a good time. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, 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 I wonder what it would have been say, like. There's not really all that much about the movie out there. I assume this is one of those films that people just probably don't want to talk about. Like, like if you worked on it, because like, imagine it's really bleak, it's really long, um, and then the director kills himself at the end of the movie you fit well not yeah. at the end of the movie you know what i mean after the movie i feel like yeah maybe it's just one of those ones people go it's a bit too traumatic to talk about maybe like people just don't want to I mean, talk you don't, about we it. don't know like what he was even like, no, like, like just, we don't thing. know what he was yeah. like even like making the movie he might have been like perfectly fine he might have come across just like absolutely fine talk about like hanukkah movies and how fucked up they are and like how <laughs> he couldn't have made them if he was like <laughs> correct in the head but i'm pretty much of the mind that he, he makes those kinds of movies because he's absolutely fine and those yeah. are a way to expel some sort of catharsis who's, who's to say oh, well, like, like, he like, made this movie and he was like it. fucking thank god yeah they always say like I've heard loads of like critics and stuff say that the nicest directors they've ever met are like horror directors mm-hmm. I think I listened to a podcast with Mark Commode and he said he met um, Wes Craven he's like one of the nicest directors he's ever met but he met um someone else he didn't name who it was but he was like I met another director who's like really low acclaimed and he was like one of the nastiest people i've ever met in my life mm-hmm. bit, yeah no because yeah because you hear that about like everything like um you know how like people always demonize like heavy music but then all the fans and almost every single musician in those bands are like the nicest people in the world yeah. and you just think oh, okay like, <laughs> you don't hear so many of those people, people who, like, getting arrested their and stuff. feelings into the art that they make Whereas yeah. some people don't do that to, or they don't channel how they feel into the art that they make, or like if they're feeling bad, they they don't really try to yeah, express like themselves that, yeah. through that. Yeah. They just like just make a movie. So there's that's no funny outlet and, for them, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's the point of art is to express yeah. yourself and to express those feelings. Yeah, no, which is why, which is part of the reason why when I was watching this, I was getting the whole like, oh, I just wonder if that's actually, I don't like. Obviously, it didn't help. I guess, but um, mm. you know, like sometimes you know, you'd think you'd you'd get an inkling of I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but like you, yeah, you would think after doing it, you'd been like, oh okay, I've gotten some of that out. 
or I hope other yeah. people relate to it. Or yeah, I mean, I hope you don't, but you know, um, you know what I mean. Like, because uh, I don't you, know about you, you guys, hope but that like people connect to it. Yeah, yeah, like, don't you ever feel like you feel better when some when someone's like, oh, I I don't know, I listen to your thing, or I I like, or I saw the art thing that you did. It was really cool. I really related to it. Like, like when I was telling that story about that girl who came back wearing my fucking t shirt, and I was like. Oh, that's cool. She was like, yeah, I love it. Everyone at the theatre was like, oh, it's so cool. It's so cute. And I was like, I literally drew that up at the worst point of my mental health. And people are just coming in and being like, this is a cute little mouse. I fucking love it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know, it's just weird. You know, people just like liking your shit and like you just, I don't know. It's like, it's almost worth it sometimes to feel shit and put your stuff down into some creative form. Yeah. It's obviously not a cure-all. It didn't. No, definitely If you not. have those kinds of thoughts, making a movie is Ain't not going to solve yeah. it. Um, but, you know, like it's, it's you got to wonder if these things to be like, if these people weren't depressed, would they have made this art? No, probably not. Is it a good thing that they made the art? Or would you rather they just what, found what something it? to mm. live for? You know, it's hard to... I always prefer, you know, people being alive or they... People being able to express themselves Mm. creatively in a way that doesn't hurt them more that at least they they try to put themselves into. I mean, there is a way of doing both, though, isn't there? Like, certainly. uh, But maybe... I just feel so bad for the guy. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether it's also, like, without getting into controversial territory, uh, because, you know, being a Chinese man is that like he does whole toxic masculinity thing coming up again like is it something that you can't really talk about like you're feeling stuff i'm sorry i'm just coughing to death over here but like i don't know like is uh, like mental help not as uh accessible um, I don't know. I don't, I don't maybe, live in maybe China. Maybe just bottled it. I yeah. don't know. Hard I, to say. I'm just wondering whether it was like. I know you just isolate yourself. Like. I don't know. This is an isolating kind of movie. It feels like not. He's clearly not really angry or anything. It's just it's just like pure melancholy, really. Yeah. That, yeah. There was like um, uh, the only feeling is just <sighs> de- defeat, defeat. Really. Yeah. Defeat is the actual this is feeling. A defeating movie. I think. Yeah, like yeah, there's like no it's hard anger. to watch and it yeah. is hard to kind of talk about. Really, um, it's, it is exhausting to talk about. It's definitely not a movie that I would recommend. But I don't mean no. I don't mean recommend in the well, sense I, of I like because I did. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean like you could recommend it for like um, you know for the fact that it's actually mm-hmm. like a decent movie. But I would never recommend it. Just because... Watch it on two times speed, you'll be alright. Oh no, not do you know what? Not even the length, even though it's really fucking lengthy. It's not that though. I think it's just, I would never recommend this because I just could not put someone else mm. through that. Like, I just couldn't. Yeah, I'd be like, this. God, you will fucking be upset. watch this. You will be depressed when you watch this. Most it is a draining movie. Yeah, like, to drain your emotions and state of well-being on this four-hour movie that you definitely can't sit through. <laughs> but, I mean, somehow it made me feel better, though, watching it. A weird thing yeah. to say, but a lot of these, um, when I see things this dour, and this sad, I kind of thank my lucky heavens a little bit that I don't feel that way, which is a horrible thing to bring up. But do, don't you guys ever feel like you go, oh, at least that? Yeah, I you feel the you. kind of you feel gratitude that you that you're in a better place than that mentally. Does that make sense? Do you ever feel yeah, that kind of gratitude? I, it- I don't really feel that way personally. I think it's more about like connecting with who's making the movie or like kind of connecting feelings that I've had before with like yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm never being like oh thank god I don't feel like that it's more like I have felt like that to a certain extent but it's never been this bad or like I understand it's like the human condition you know I'm just trying to understand people more or just like 
trying to understand how we all we're not all that different to each other and if we it's it's more about like how I can feel a sense of community from a community from watching these kinds of movies or like feeling like I'm I've, I've sort of felt that way or like maybe I could connect with those those people that's, that's kind of what I meant but yeah but no it's kind of like you you it's relatable because you you could you you, uh, you can see yourself at a time where you were kind of like this or you felt quite down but then the slight gratitude mm. that you you're feeling not better because i don't want to be like oh you're better than that because that's not what i mean but it's like um it's actually really hard to describe what i'm trying to say mm. but it's somewhere between what i'm trying to say and what max has already said yeah it's like you get the sense that you you've you felt it and you've been there before, so there's a lot of empathy in there. But then you're also in a place where you can appreciate what where you've come from and where you are now. Yeah, I like some that. of the, some of this fucking stuff is so hard to talk about because I have like the the uh, the explanation depth of like a fucking puddle. Like I literally cannot explain myself for shit. Well, at the end of the day, you can only <laughs> say what you. <laughs> You got out of it, I suppose, or like try to express how it made you feel. Like, I suppose. I know, but that's that, that, that's, all right. that's part of the reason why. Like, um, I think a lot of people understand what he's trying to say. Like the, I, f- I think that's part part of the reason why. I guess a lot. I, I don't know about you guys because obviously you guys are uh, creative individuals, but like, uh, yeah, maybe. I obviously struggle so much to say what I'm thinking that. Sometimes when I'm doing like uh, my art stuff and I'm just spewing fucking like words on a on a page for no fucking reason, like my artworks when I'm doing that are just shit. They're literally just I just hand write whatever the fuck I'm saying and I just mm. po- I just post it right. And I think that is the only way I can get it out is if I'm just like yeah. I'm just creating something for the fucking sake of just trying to get it out because I don't know what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to get out of it, but it's just there. There's some things you can't really say right there's only so much you can communicate through words that's why people make art to like try to get something out there or like trying to cultivate some sort of a vibe or like is what i'm sort of feeling like yes. i'm really putting into words <laughs> yeah it's almost yeah. like screaming through uh through something yeah. else like it's, it's so like sometimes i wish i was a bit of a musician right because every every time i i i because i i, I t- fuck music is great right but i don't have that Ooh, capacity music like I do not have the capacity to to write lyrics and, and make a song, but I always feel like every time I go on like a rampage or something, it would make a great fucking song or a spoken poem or some shit, but not a piece of artwork. Because what the fuck? What? Because I'm just I'm just writing stuff. I'm not actually creating any you can images make, like, or anything. The speed music, just scream over music. No, no, they they do the vibey ones where they're like. Dum, 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 dum. I was walking down the street one day. Diana was there and we went yeah, for coffee. Just, just buy I, a drum machine. <laughs> I fucking love them. <laughs> if uh, if any member of that band ever hear that, um, please make Diana in the coffee shop a song, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't really try to pick it apart too much. If I'm writing like a song or I'm writing lyrics to a song, maybe you just yeah, maybe you just write like, it down. You know, maybe I'm not trying fine. to think about like oh, this lyric means this and this means this. It's like. If I could explain what it was about that succinctly, then mm. I wouldn't need to write it, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's, uh, I mean, no, I, I guess that's a good thing because, like, sometimes when it's too on the nose, it's a little bit like, okay, we get the point. Mm. But, like, um, I just think um, when you're trying to express yourself, it's like sometimes you just, just want to be able to be like, this is what I'm trying to tell mm. you. 
because I cannot do it myself and I need someone else to intervene in this. But that doesn't happen very often. It's just um, whenever I'm trying to explain anything, I get really fucking frustrated by myself because I, I can't do it. And then I yeah, and then I watch movies and stuff like this and I'm like, oh, see, like they're, they're channeling this mm. thing into a consumable piece of media that I can watch. And I'm like, why the fuck can't I do something like not make a movie? I'll never fucking make a movie. But like, like how, how are they doing that? Is like, I'm like, how are you able to channel your idea? Because I, I think for me, I get what I like to call uh, the artist cock block, where I have ideas, but no better, like avenues to channel them because I don't know how or where to begin or what to do or or like you need an idea to do something. And I'm like, oh, but I don't actually have an idea. I just have these themes going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know where, I mean, maybe all, all films probably start out that way. They probably start with, what the fuck am I supposed to do? But then if you force it, it's just going to be shit, isn't it? Yeah. So like, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the day that I finally go, fuck, that's what I'm going to do. But I don't know. Different strokes for different folks, I suppose. No, hundred percent. When I want, like, if I want to express something, maybe I'll write a song. If I can't do it through that, I'll uh, maybe I'll do a painting, or like, if I can't do it through that, I'll like make a video or like make a movie or something. Just like different ways of expressing yourself. Um, and I guess in this movie, is this is how he chose to express himself. It could have been a poem. Not a lot of people have done it through poems or like <laughs> writing you, but... or just like paintings and all that. While we admire people like Van Gogh, mm. you can put so much into a, an image. Um, that's why I do admire Hubo for making this movie, especially yeah. it's, this is his first feature movie, his only feature movie. Yeah. And it's this, and it's something that people consider to be a masterpiece. It's quite maybe powerful, yeah. Because... He killed himself, but it just is, I consider it a very good and well-made movie. Like, technically, it's really well done. Mm. It's really mm, well yeah, made. It's, he's, he knows what he's doing. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, would you rather, I would rather him be here and not have the movie, but that's just not how it pans out, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Definitely one of the better debuts I've seen. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. have even thought that was a debut, to be no. honest. I mean, no. he made a couple short films before, so... Mm. He had some experience, but it was his first feature. Yeah. Um, let's not ramble on too much about um because we're getting on. Well, should we rate the movie then? Out uh, of, um, Manzolis. Manzolis. <laughs> right? we, we've got to pronounce it like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really good movie. Really interesting. Um, bleak as fuck. Mm. Um, I think because of that and the length of it, I don't see myself ever watching it again, but I'm glad I watched it. I can take it off the list. Um <laughs> Give it like seven manzulis, zolis, whatever. Manzoli. Yeah. I thought it was one. manjoli. Out of but... ten. They got to go to manzoli. <laughs> Sounds like you're making a pizza. Um, I like it. I'm amazed I've watched it twice, but I'm happy that I watched it twice just because I now like <laughs> this movie and I didn't expect to like it. Mm. I was kind of choosing it as a prank, but I actually ended up really enjoying it or like maybe not maybe enjoy is not the right word true <laughs> but, enjoy is not you know, the I word I appreciated it a lot more I'll give it seven <laughs> manzalis out of ten <laughs> um the fucking triumph for me this uh this watching of a movie yeah it's really bleak I, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody um but then would also recommend that if you just watch it once and then uh never watch it again i think that is just watch a review on it good it's, enough you get the same experience yeah actually that's true go on youtube and just uh google an elephant sitting yeah. still ending yeah you'll be all right 
As you, yeah, just watch the ending and maybe it, nah, it doesn't feel the same. Um, eight man lees out of ten. Oh, cool, shit. fucking hell. Nice. Nah, Darcy liked it the mostest. Hello, my name is Marcel and I am a chef and I wear shoes. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's so, me, Marcellus Wallace. So, uh, Max just made this joke about how, like, Marcel has, like, a, like a big dick or Massive something. Cock. And then he said that ducks have big dicks. And then I looked up how big is a duck's willy. And apparently, the, the biggest duck willy is 16.7 inches. Jesus. You rocked your world, baby. I don't know how long 16 inches even is, but I assume that would kill. A that human being. Would kill a human man. Would, like, I feel like that would go straight through to like your heart or something, <laughs> like to your brain. Um, yeah. Right. I should probably. <laughs> Speaking of Marcel having a, a big dick, I don't know what the fuck. I just segue. That's Darcy. Darcy. It's a kids movie. Is it, do you know what? This should not be a kids movie. <laughs> Isn't a kids movie? PG. You're a PG. Too right. You're a PG. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I picked. Marcel, the shell with shoes on. That is a lot to say, actually. Came out in 2021. Did Not it? here, though. We definitely didn't have to torrent it or anything. Yeah, we um, did. What are you talking about? We watched it illegally, baby. Through the power of um, vibes. I actually have no idea how we accumulated this, and I won't ask. Whatever. Okay, Chris just doesn't have anything. Um, it's a really cute movie. Do I have? Do I have to tell the what plot the, of this movie? What are you movie? talking about, bro? I'm talking about my movie. You have done like so many of these episodes now. Of course, you have to describe the plot as you do in every episode. Yeah, but I don't want to because this film hurt me. Okay, so they're doing a documentary on Marcel, the little shell. He's a one-inch shell, and he's really cute. And he got left behind when the old owners went away and took the community of shells away with them. So he's left alone with just his nana. And this little shell is um, being filmed by this documentary maker. And um, sadness ensues. There you go. That's the fucking plot of Marcel the Shell. Sadness ensues. Wholesome sadness ensues. I maybe. wouldn't call it sad, really. I don't think the movie's that sad. Um, no, it's like a couple of sad moments. Sad things happen, but it's not an inherently sad movie. I think it's an inherently kind of quirky, cool kind of movie where a it's, shell it's, talks like it's Dean wholesome, yeah. Fleischer Camp through like what he does in a house. Is like, it, look at this. I've uh, put a string around these whisk. Fucking, fucking slingshot myself across the house. I've hollowed out a tennis ball. They're already hollow. I've cut into a tennis ball. I can run around like a like a gerbil. Yeah. I didn't actually realise the director was actually that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the main characters. That's cool, to be fair. Is stop motion stuff as well, pretty sure. I think yeah. so. This, um, the film's based on some YouTube shorts from like a decade ago that him and Jenny Slate did together. Aww. I think they did like three of them. That's awesome. I was pretty surprised to see Jenny Slate's name come up on here. I was like, oh, that, really? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is a really great movie. It looks lovely. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's quite subdued in terms of like what it's displaying. It kind of gave me like, come on, come on vibes. Yeah, it's definitely. It's like sort of just how kind of calm the movie is and how it cultivates quite a calm aura about it. You're just kind of watching like this documentary being made about the shell. And he's like, this is what I do um, here. And um, living his life. You know, I lost my family, like also got my grandma here, and we're making popcorn with a magnifying glass. That is true, they did. And it was cute. This whole film was just cute. Cute just, movie. Just cute. Like, just want to grab yeah. them by their non existent cheeks. 
it's kind of a film about life, I feel like. It's like the complete opposite of the last movie where I feel like it has a very positive (laughs) outlook on life. There's Mm -hmm. there's Marcel, the character, just kind of like looks at life in a very, very positive way, kind of sees the beauty in everything and like the beauty in small things. Yeah, he's he's just a massive viber and I'm so for it. Yeah, and you can tell like the character of like Dean connects so much because he's like going through like a rough time he's Mm. going through like a divorce he's Mm. trying to find a house to live in he's staying in like an airbnb because he has nowhere to live and he like connects Mm. with this shell kind of looks at things very positively kind of constantly upbeat about everything even when things are sad i think there's a lot of beauty in it i thought he was trying to make the movie about marcel so he didn't have to deal with what was going on in his life yeah, yeah probably sad is that yeah i don't i don't really i don't really mind that so much though because i guess it's kind of self-aware about that though isn't it it's like when he goes oh maybe you should stop filming me and go meet someone and he's like no nah, i actually yeah. really like filming you marcel <laughs> it's like oh okay I don't know. I, I, I don't really mind that because uh, sometimes it's good to know. Where, like, it's like, uh, you, uh, I guess you do a little bit of self-reflection as well. You're like, oh, God, sometimes it do be like that. Like, we actually do just find ways of avoiding our problems or, you know, escapism through this yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, not a bad thing. No, I, no. I, I actually I actually quite like the way that they kind of like did you it. Want to I don't make know. Yeah. Little shell, you find. I'd yeah. probably do the same thing. Oh no, yeah. I mean, make to be fair, I shell. do wonder how that kind of thing comes about. You see a talking shell, and no one's alarmed. Everyone's just like, "We gotta find the shell's family. He's, he's <laughs> gotta find his family." Ah! It, it it did give me massive like the Tigger movie vibes. Mm, yeah. Like from the get-go, I was like, oh my God, he's the only one. It's like the Tigger movie, except... Yeah, this is less bleak than that movie. Oh, yeah, 100%, that's, that's yeah, because at least there's, there was more, um, there was actually a community of shells to find, if that makes yeah. sense. Like they were there. In the Tigger movie, everyone pretends to be Tiggers, so he thinks he has a family and he finds out that they're not actual Tiggers and he goes out in a fucking blizzard and almost dies trying to find his family. That is true that he does. The brutal movie. It is, but it's quite sweet because it's the whole chosen family thing again. But I think what got me about the whole Marcel thing was uh, when I thought he was going to be just all alone on his Todd. And that that really, really got to my hurt box. It really did. Hey, guess why I smile a lot? Why? Um, because it's worth it. <laughs> was really cute. So cute. I, th- I think this is one of those films that like, if we had uh, watched them in the order that we normally watch these meals... films Films? i don't know what happened there um this would have been the best way to kind of bring me back to uh life again you know what i mean we watched bloody sorcerer and then this and then the next day we watched elephant city still yeah Yeah, we did this wrong i think that we did it the only way we could possibly yeah manage it (laughs) especially me but uh, i don't think i would have survived if we watched it straight after elephant city still i think we would have literally been in tears the entire film Oh, but it was so cute. I think I, I I do I really enjoy films like this though, where I'm not I'm not gonna, I'm not going to try and say like the, the quirky weird things, although I do kind of like those in a film. But I I think what it was I think um when some I kind of like the sickly um joyous movies a little bit where like you have yeah. that you have that that li- that character or that that one thing that just. Just, oh, it just it just like brings you back to the to the bring like like I'm literally smiling from fucking ear to ear the whole movie because I'm like oh mm. he's so cute yeah that's and why I love those him. Paddington and movies that's how I feel during them yeah like it's just it's just um it's just so euphoric it's like oh like he's 
lost his family, but we're going to fucking find him because this is the kind of movie that it is. Like, I don't know. Yeah, um, life's all right, really. I just, I like. I just I love these kind of movies where like even at its bleakest there is something so sweet about it like like when when is my, when is fucking na, when is Nana dies right 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 it wasn't the fact that she died that got me right it wasn't the fact that she died the stuff he was saying afterwards it was like listening to a kid it was like oh you know when you're tired and and you're at a party and you just want to go off by yourself and have a nap and I'm like oh my god and then he's like mm. oh she's just had a nap and i'm like oh my god she's had the long nap she's going for the forever nap and i'm i'm, I'm fucking crying over this fucking like being in a party you just go outside but you feel all right because everybody else is like kind of around you yeah okay it's yeah nice. fair enough you, you, yeah like i don't know i just um i just i just love that because i just i just love the i've always admired people who have that kind of attitude towards life even when things are like at their most shit yeah or or for some or in someone's situation where it's the most shit and they're still like able to take good stuff out of it because then it gives you that it's like a humble reminder that sometimes maybe you should also um think about things in a different like i don't know i always i always i always love these films because they they just they just give me joy in the world again and then yeah we watch elephants and still the next day and then uh, i killed all of my love for life instantly. No, that's not true. Mm. <laughs> that's not I like true the either. sort of angle it takes on like the online aspect where he's filming yeah. these videos and like he's putting them online mm. supposedly to like and then they'll like, they like band together to find his family. But really what it is is like you put these videos online and he's like, Yeah, my family's lost, I've been trying to find my family and everyone's like, Marcel is awesome. Marcel's the best. I love Marcel do you go Marcel and they all go to his house and fucking try to get a picture at his house and it's like none of these people are actually trying to help him they're just like they saw a cool quirky little thing on YouTube and they want to like be part of that it's yeah. not it's like poking fun at like YouTubers who say like we're, we're a community but you're not actually a community because a community would like help each other out this is more just like viewers there's just audience members who yeah, trying yeah. to like get something out of it yeah yeah you know it's like people go doing it for them quote-unquote clout where they're yeah. like oh look at us we're gonna get famous because we went to marcel's house look we're taking photos in front of his house and Marcel's Marcel just at the house. Like, you might be in there wow <laughs> yeah and everyone's like oh my god you're at the marcel house and it's like uh. just basically it makes it worse it's like cover the windows with newspaper and like hide away yeah it's so sad but I, I, yeah i guess it is kind of like mm. oh yeah that whole yeah, perspective that's right. on like the world but like very smart to do it about a little shell who's like his mm. whole world is like this house or like with their garden and that's huge enough when you're that small then he's like well you know i thought i know what the car was that he took them away in so like if i go to if we go to like the highest point hey are you able to see the car and he like learns that like yeah you're not going to see that car that's not how it it's works. like it's such a huge city but then and then dean's like yeah this is just like one area of this one city and that one city is just one area of a huge state and that one state is just one area of a huge country which is another small area of a huge planet oh yeah because he puts it into perspective yeah he fixed that little um cityscape as like the end of the world or something he's like is this it and he's like not even close (laughs) love films that can like do that to you or like kind of put that perspective onto and it's like it was kind of living online or like uh, being like this community of people who are just online 
but it's like that represents so much of a greater scope that he couldn't really even comprehend. Yeah. I think the effect work is really, really great. Mm-hmm. It, it just looks real. It doesn't look like a CGI character or a stop motion or anything. I don't actually know what they use to create mm. it, whether it is Probably CGI or... Yeah, possibly. They do have like the, yeah. mod, the models. Yeah. I think the sort of pictures of like him like setting up all those little shell models in like the, the room. That's um, quite sweet. Look really cool. Um and it's you know, it, it because it's like going for a documentary type of feel, it does feel very natural and mm. like you just feel like you're in it. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I was in the documentary. That's how I felt. <laughs> it was like I was there and she walked into the beam of light and she's just gone. <laughs> I loved it. That was like a really, really beautiful yeah. death, I think, that scene. It is, yeah. Does she like die there and then then? Like, wait, sorry, that didn't make any sense when I said it. Like, isn't she chasing like a fly or something? Something like that. She, like walks into the beam of light. Yeah, she's like chasing something. She goes into the beam of light and it's like pretty obvious that she's dying or she's yeah. like going off. Especially and- when she says, ah, I've been beamed. <laughs> <laughs> like when he says uh, to Dean, he says, your life might be less lonely and more integrated if you took the time to get to know people instead of making videos about them. <laughs> I like that he was kind of trying to take, he was mu- as much of a character as Marcel was, but he just really was trying not to be. So like, I think the movie was as much about him as it was about Marcel. And like, yeah, definitely. He tried so hard for like Marcel to be the subject of his documentary, mm-hmm. but like Marcel just kept asking him questions like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? And all that. And he's like, you could like, stop asking me questions. And like, when he was like secretly filming him when he's like looking for apartments and he's like, Oh, you're filming me, are you? Mm. It's great, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I guess in any documentary, technically your cameraman does become part of it because mm-hmm. they're living it with you, aren't they? They're there, yeah. capturing it. I like documentaries that do that. You, like, you wish that they would be a bit more what, talk within to the actual the, people, the, it? I think so as well. The film themselves. Yeah. Like, what was that skateboarding documentary? Minding the Gap. Yeah, that does that. That one was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. But that one kind of like yeah. does it, like the cameraman or like the director. Yeah, but that's just one of his was, mates, like, wasn't it? The, mm-hmm like group of mates so he's like he's as much of a character in that as he yeah, that's, is that's like, what i liked about it yeah i feel because it seems more i guess it seems a bit more personal because yeah definitely because it seems a bit too professional when you've just got all these like cameras and nice setups and you're just like this is uh marcel the show he sits on this thing yeah. and he does this you thing get david attenborough and it's all over yeah that is true also uh I, I did a bit of a chuckle when uh nanny connie is standing on the keyboard and zeds are just appearing <laughs> yeah. on the document that was good you just fall asleep yeah yeah one of those <laughs> like quite great like background jokes mm-hmm. where it's like not on the foreground it's just kind of happening there mm. it's like easy for you to not even notice it but yeah it's just great yeah some of that was just like oh did you see that <laughs> I like the spiders. They were quite cute. Yeah, they were. They were good, yeah. So many well done, like, little dibbies and, like, creatures, you know? Yeah, like, they they were barely in it, but they, I don't know, they, they were, like, they were part of it, you know? Yeah. Like, they were in it for, like, Started two scenes the kebabs, or something. But... The shish kebab. Oh, the yeah, they were so cute. Oh, and then they become, like, a source of an argument, don't they? Because mm. uh, the, 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 Connie's obviously given her kebab away to the spiders, and Marcel's staring out the window going, why did you lie to me? I can see them eating your crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that scene after she dies and um, he's trying to like pick a plant. Like he obviously can't do it. It's like, it's about like the importance of community and like how yeah. like you can't really do a lot of these things and he has to like jerry rig a lot of like traps and stuff for, just to be able to do anything. And he's yelling when he eventually the- gets this family back, they can do all this stuff together because like that's, that's what it was all about. And like he's trying to like pull that plant up and he can't do it and that like little bug comes up to him and he's like, 
He's like, go away or something. He's like yelling like, at the bird. It starts raining and they just like sit under the plant together. That's mm. nice. I really love like when he like does reunite with his family and they're all mm. like different trinkets and stuff. They're that not like so all shells. Cute. They're all like different like things. There was a tampon in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was like, is that a tampon? I was like, oh look at the shreddies. And there was like, yeah, like just shreddies random shit. Shreddies and dominoes shit. and like really... Yeah. Cool stuff. Mm. Just random shit. I loved it. But um random yeah, cameos from Nathan Fielder and Andy Richter playing couple of the shells, which I like. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I I like this film a lot, a lot. We're gonna talk about the bullshit that Darcy pulled on us then. <laughs> like throughout this <laughs> whole on, time, Darcy's like, I can't believe you cry at movies, you're insane and Yes. So... <laughs> I know what Chris is about yeah, to say. Go so on, then. I was talking Let to Darcy it. the other day about Paddington Two <laughs> and I said about how the ending made me cry a lot. Mm-hmm. And she was like, How could you cry at that movie? It's a film about a computer generated bear. Rendered bear yeah. is what I said. But that changes enough. everything. Yeah. Well And she cried at this one. <laughs> she was bawling. The thing is, though, you, I, like, I hid your face like under a blanket <laughs> or whatever. I literally, <laughs> you were in tears. You you were, you couldn't be stopped. I literally, we're only... calling you out for it. How does it feel? So you were right. affected by art yeah. on that level. That's all right. Like the only sentence I could utter was, I "Can't believe I'm crying at this stupid fucking yeah. shell lady." Yeah, <laughs> you become the very thing that you sought to destroy. <laughs> After true. Max left, like pretty much the rest of the night, Darcy was just like, "Why did she have to die?" <laughs> <laughs> it re- it really got me, man. It really got me, and I was like, "He was by himself." But the only thing that actually like got me to stop crying was the fact that they finally found his family. Because I was like, "He's gonna be there by himself. Dean's gonna be gone, and yeah. his nan's yeah. gonna be gone." I do really love that reveal where. Um, like Marcel's like sat there on his own watching the sixty minutes article and then they like find the family and then it cuts back to him watching it and it just like pans out and like he's watching it with the whole like mm-hmm. family of people. That was really oh my sweet. God. It- <sighs> that was a real Let's fucking go. Yeah <laughs> it, it, moment. it really was, man. It really was. I think I squealed. Like the, no, it's, it's it's really strange, right? Because I was I was uh, when Max left, I just kept saying to Chris, like, why is it only like the weirdest fucking movies that get me? Like, I don't I don't cry at movies that are like I'm not saying this wasn't worthy of crying about, but like, uh, you know, things that people normally yeah. react to. I'm always like mm. sitting there deadpan, and then this fucking stupid shell movie happens, and I'm like, God, but it's that not was stupid, it was so is it? Much. It's like exploring. <laughs> <laughs> things that we all understand and like know mm. about and you know the importance of community and like just being together and like not being alone or like, like just like how we can get so ingrained and like all like overwhelmed by technology at some point and like it's not mm. even really helpful or things that we try to try to distance ourselves from like how yeah. the spectacle of fucking putting a little cartoon shell online and it's actually real is like it can actually be a detriment and it's like it just doesn't help mm. at all and like these viewers they cause them more harm them good but nobody's like trying to help him this is like it's going for human themes but it's centering it around this little tiny shell maybe that's that's why why they were trying to soften the blow with this tiny little shell and it really she was all he had it exactly she was all he had and that's why it was so sad and then at the end where he's singing about his Fucking shell lady in heaven. He's gonna see her one day. Oh, really? Like, fuck, fuck yeah, off. he sits on the windowsill. 
and he's he's talking about I really like that where he's like yeah that was sweet it was very the wind sweet. blows in and like goes through me and like it makes a sort of sound and that sound yeah. wouldn't have existed if I hadn't been here stop it stop it I'm so movies like this man movies like this they really get me right and yeah like once again I think most of the time I connect with movies that have like the cute li- the cute little characters in them like Wally the, the first divvies. time I saw that I, I bawled I was crying at them not doing the cute little sky things and fucking space like what is it I don't I don't I, maybe I just can't connect to human beings maybe that's all it is I just connect to creatures and chaotic characters but not cartoon bears no, not the cutest fucking thing in the world. Fuck those bastards. Uh, Marcel, the one-inch shell, he's so cute. What, on Paddington isn't? Paddington's cool. Yeah. He's not as cute, though. He's not he a one-inch shell. Eats marmalade sandwiches. To be fair, that film was cute. Adventures. Don't get me wrong. It's a cute film, but it didn't get me. It got but me in a cage. For some reason, um, my, my brain is very selective on what gets me. Very selective. Did you write the movie? Yeah, sure. What are we doing here? Uh, doing it. Let's do it out of... Let's do it. Tennis balls. Cool. Yeah. Really, really sweet movie. It's a shame that um, we're not allowed to watch it. We just haven't gotten it yet. Oh, if it ever comes out here, we I'll probably watch it again. We didn't watch it. This is our review. Had we yeah. watched it? We just like, watched oh, yeah, the trailer. We watched we're it. guessing what happened. <laughs> we just, yeah. yeah, we just made it all up. Yeah, it's, it's just a massive shame that it's not come out here yet. Yeah, It's not shit. even like an announced release date. It's just nothing. I don't really understand why. Like, they too thought fucking stuck at distribution. Yeah, yeah I'm upset. We're... They seem to like pick and choose with the movies, mm. whether we get it or not. Yeah, um, the UK's being deprived of this. Because I, I think feel. this could do really well. Um, I would see it 12 times. But yeah, really, really loved it. Glad we watched it. Give it, um, what were we writing out? Uh, tennis balls. Mm. Nine tennis balls out of ten. Super cool movie. Really awesome. <laughs> and just, you know, it's something that everyone can get behind. And he's a shell and... Everybody loves a good little pick me up kind of movie every now and again. It's not it's not one of those mindless little baby movies where a shell goes um in a tennis ball. It's actually trying to say something and you know, I think mm. it, it does does a very good job at it and I think Dean Fleischer Camp and Jenny Slate fucking mm. pulled that out of the bag of just amazing stuff. Uh give it um had I watched it, um which I <laughs> definitely did not. Mm-hmm. Um I'd probably give it a nine tennis balls out of ten. Okay. Um, I've I've made a rule on this podcast that any film that can make me cry gets an automatic ten out of ten, right? And I can't remember what the last movie on the podcast was that did that to me. Uh, Paris, Texas. That was it. I was trying to remember what that movie was. And that was quite a bit ago. I wasn't even there. It was a moment. It wasn't even that long. It was like 30 seconds of just like, just tear running down cheek. It wasn't a proper cry, but... This made me ball, so this one gets 11 tennis balls out of 10. It's an automatic crawl, like no joke. praise and 11 broke the scale. I know, right? Cool. That's three movies, three people, three movies <laughs> for episode 103. Oh, normal been, things, been normal results. Recently. We've seen a lot of threes recently. Speaking of threes... What? <laughs> Episode 104 <laughs> comes out next week. We're watching a show called Season 1. We got social media. You No, Season 1 of Dexter. That oh, yeah, show no yeah. Chris else, recommended. No one yeah, else would have heard that. I recommended it last yes. week. Obviously, that Shit, episode. Yeah. No one would have heard it. Yeah. I stole it. 
You know, cut all that out. You say what the show is. <laughs> Go. Chris is a... You no, I can't cut it out now. So Season one of a television show and we've, we've, um, <laughs> we're doing a whole thing. Yeah, we fucking cut all this out. Oh, we, well, we it's didn't all cut lost. it out. No, it's all Scorsese lost. Scorsese took Scorsese it from us. Scorsese cut it all out. And so... <laughs> What we do is every episode that ends in a five, we'll do season one of a TV show, but we decided off the expanse, which that's just not going to happen because it's, it's going to kill us. So yeah, we decided <laughs> we had a list. We we're picking shows we hadn't seen. Yeah. So and we're never now doing we're that again. Like, every, every one of those, we'll just pick a season mm. one of a television show. So we're going to go, Chris picks one and then mm-hmm. I'll pick one and then Darcy picks one. So what was your show that you picked, Chris? Dexter. We're going to watch season one of Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe the expanse mm. ruined a whole system because of how yeah. terrible it was. It ruined the um the belt system. Mm. Yeah, I mean it was a system that was already like quite flawed, and I think well, we already had a bit of yes. issues with it. See, I what, know what Max is yeah, talking about of, when he's talking I about the belt no, issues. I of, like issues like with the the TV. Oh right, like, yeah, system that one. We the other before. system. Yeah, the actual uh, fundamental yeah. of the TV show system has been ruined because of one terrible season of something. That's more like the tipping point for me. No, that's, that's, where, the, like, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, because we were like teetering no, already. Like, God, fucking, that has been shit. Yeah, I think we've like out of all the shows we've done, like I probably only liked about three of them. I can't even remember. The last one that can't we liked was remember. Barry, wasn't it? Barry's good. Can't the, remember the ones the that fall, sucked. The Crown. Yeah, but what was what was, what were the ones that sucked? Bones, All of the other ones. Chappelle Show. Oh, Chappelle oh, Show. Chappelle, yeah. Chappelle Show. Max didn't even Chappelle Show, did he? I didn't finish the Expanse. The Expanse. No, but we High we School all did. Musical didn't. the series. Oh, fucking forgot about that, didn't I? Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh, that was one of West the better World. ones. <laughs> oh, f- oh, Wait, completely what? Westworld. Forgot about Westworld. Oh, Westworld's one of the biggest parts of garbage shite I've ever seen in my life. But the Expanse was somehow worse than that. Yeah, I got through Westworld. I didn't get through the Expanse. So we're going to watch Dexter season one. The mm. next episode. See you then. We got social media. YouTube, the Sunday movie marathon. Uh, did we want to say we're just we're doing it a week early because of Christmas. We're doing it a week early yeah. because of Christmas. Why did you cut him off? We got so we got to point it out because he was like, when we do five, like the episode's ending with five, we do a show. The next episode's one hundred and four. You so we cut have to off explain. his flow now. He's literally tried to do this three times now. Look, man, what do you want from me? We're doing we got Christmas social media, episode. YouTube, the Sunday Movie Marathon, Instagram at Sunday Movie Pod, Twitter at Sunday Movie Pod, Facebook at Sunday Movie Marathon, a letterbox at Sunday MM, capital S, capital MM. Remember to like, subscribe, rate the podcast five stars. Any last words? Uh, listen to every episode of the podcast so we can get on your Spotify wrapped. Um, tell Scorsese to bring back our lost episode, please. Scorsese, we know you're out there. Deleting look, man, files. I don't, look, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I just want to have a conversation, man. I just want yeah. to talk. Just want to talk to you, bro. It's because we reviewed his um that movie. No, no, we didn't review it. Just <laughs> mentioned it. You said too much. <laughs> this episode is over. I can't believe I asked you just what what more you had to say. This episode is done. It's done. It's finished. <laughs>